Hello and welcome to episode 416 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the 1982 Croydon Conquer champion, it's Tony Esmond. <laughs> you did just change that intro, yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about how I'd boff your mind on your nose with my Conquer. Yep, yep. Don't, don't Google Croydon Don't say Conquer. it. Don't say it. <laughs> One can but I'm No, no, don't Dan. Don't go to Google. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not googling it. No. <laughs> My fucking Google search history is like the sum. <laughs> no, normally, as you know, uh, loyal listeners. Normally, if we're talking about things and something dodgy gets mentioned, five minutes later, Dan will just say out of the blue, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> oh, Jesus means... Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. It's the Three Amigos Awesome Comics Talk episode. Do we like now, can't we? We haven't got oh, yeah, a guest yeah, on. Yeah, 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 we haven't got a guest on. We're just taking it easy. We're recording this a little bit early. So if there's any particular... Because topic... it's someone's birthday. Who's? Who knows? It's your birthday. Let, let, let's just gloss over that. Send him. Please call him 07949. Actually, actually, <laughs> I, will, I will say this. The hosts have been very... My fellow hosts have been very generous to me already. So I want to hear what you think of that one. I've got you. Well, I haven't read it yet. Um, I know, when you read and it. And I've got a couple no more pressure. books to read. So mm. um, so thank you, gents. And just so you know, listeners, uh, Tony gifted me Resident Alien. Excellent. Collection First uh, collection, yeah. Yeah, I start. I started having I had a flick through that, and I, I couldn't read that. It looks really It's very good. addictive, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the, the man, Butcher, um, gifted me the first two volumes of Ice Cream Man. Yep. Yes. So... Um, Hope you enjoy, mate. I, that, that's been on the periphery of my interest. Uh, I think I'm just going to binge both probably over the the weekend. I think. But um, once you what, start that in uh, that alien one, you can't stop. It's it's yeah. a bit like that. That one. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I yeah. tell you what, this uh, omnibus the Dark Horse put out. It's a lovely omnibus. Yes, yeah, so the soft cover or the hard cover. I got you. It's the, it's the soft cover. It's the soft, soft cover. cover okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the second one's just come out. Yeah, it's still like uh, 290 pages. 290. Yeah, I think it's like the first so many miniseries, yeah, isn't it? Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And it's got a lovely smell. Oh, lovely comic print. That, that smell. comic smell. That comic yeah, smell. Yeah, I was on that this week. Yeah, you was on that. Go and look that up. You can find me talking and eating crisps. Yeah. I did listen to the uh, Injustice. Oh, thank uh, you, man. Episode, yeah. Never on anything. Uh, That's I, interesting. I think I know as much about you as I, I know it's a game. That's about as much as I know about it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah that's what I knew about. I, it. I yeah. had the first yeah. game and I played the first game and thoroughly enjoyed it. And after, oh, did you play it? All right, I, okay. I play, Yeah, I really enjoyed the first game, but I know it's obviously had a sequel since then and the comics, and it's gotten bigger. So I can't tell you. It's like two hundred issues of the comic. It's just Bloody fucking funny. Wow. Yeah, and it, when you think about it, it's actually quite good for you know we're always moaning about. Or why they're killing this character when they're about to come out in the movies? Yeah. It's actually quite a, quite a canny idea to have a comic for like a super popular video game. Who'd have thought of it? Eh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's uh, we like uh, Alan kind of hit the nail on the head when he was talking about the fact that you always kind of moaning the fact there's no crossover, and it's like this is what it is, and it it, it does seem yeah. to work. So yeah, yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comic awesome. smell was fun too. They, the guys were on form. We had a we sat in um, Tom's living room. Nice. So all sat around a microphone. It's a nice little setup they have there. It's this uh, little community thing. All swap comics and that there in chat. I've yet to it's listen nice. to that, so looking forward yeah. to it. Thank God he cut a load of it out, though. Christ, things I said. Well, there's going to be <laughs> nothing cut out of this week's, apart from. Oh God. <laughs> was there an edit there? Uh, You'll never uh... know. You'll never <laughs> oh, know. That joke you told Dan uh... was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I will be telling that joke you told me tomorrow. 
Because uh, <laughs> that was gold. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but l- lovely listeners, you won't know it, what we're talking about. But however, we are going to attempt to entertain you, entertain you, and talk about comics for the next hour and a half. And before, and there's going to be, we're going to have a, a pretty impassioned debate about something. Uh, yeah. Tony, Tony, say the joke. You want when it? I know what you want to say. What what joke? You want to say it's a masturbate, don't you? I'd have a masturbate <laughs> with you guys. Crumbs. Uh, 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 <laughs> Did you say bums? I said, no. I said crumbs. <laughs> I thought you just said bums as a word. I need to say something. Bums. <laughs> I'm around. Well. I'm around. Bums. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of projection there, but no. <laughs> I did in fact so we see, see so from. Yeah, um, oh, it yeah. is also the um, we're getting to the height of uh, UK summertime, and uh, therefore we can't handle it. So it's too hot. Yeah. We're going to get a bit delirious as the day goes day goes on. Uh, well, yeah. the show goes on. Evening goes on. See if it's already happened. Cause... Yeah, but we're going to have fun talking about comics. However, before yeah. we get stuck into that, there is of course something as we're recording a new bit of news that has just come out. This a very sad news, Tony. I think um, you're the best. To take this yeah, it is sad actually, and it's a big, it's a big bit of news. And like you say, we're recording early, so today is Wednesday. So you, you know, probably everyone would have heard by the time mm. um, it gets put out. But John Romita passed away. Now it's not yeah. a surprise. He was ninety three. Yeah, you know, he, he done well, mm. but he's a massive part of comics history. Yeah. Totally, yeah. like an absolute class act. I'm, I'm glad to say I got to meet him, and I think this is an example of please do say hello to people and tell them what their work means to you because. I think I'm. I think you know I'm not the sort of person to queue up for people. I, I just I can't stand standing in queues. But yeah. I was. I think it's when I was like the second year of New York Comic Con or something like that. I saw him walk in with his his wife Virginia, and I thought, oh yeah, you know, it's something you're presented with someone you've only seen a picture of in a couple of fans yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone. Oh my god, that's here. <laughs> so I went over and just shook his hand and told him how much his his work meant to me growing up. And uh, he was super friendly, super nice. He was. He, when I walked over, he did look like he was a bit irritated about something like getting his pass or something. But being the pro that he was, when I went over and shook his hand, he was lovely, absolutely Great. just lovely, mm. and and said, "Oh, thanks, you know, glad to hear it." You know, it's like this sort of thing, you know. Yeah. But what what a lovely dude, and I think you can't underestimate the impact he's had on comics. Absolutely. I mean, he was drawing comics in the forties. You know, it's incredible. He was ghosting at Atlas. Um, I probably I don't know about you guys, but probably for me was his Spider Man work. I'm going to say yeah. most he most yeah. springs into my mind for, um, and then he became the Marvel art director. He was kind of a de facto Marvel art director for a while, and then they made him. They, I think they almost created the role, and he became it um, over there. And I mean, he's rightfully in the Eisner Hall of Fame. Um, his art made it onto U.S. stamps. You know, yeah. Um, he's volunteered as he volunteers regularly as a member of the uh, in roles for the Hero Initiative. He did fifty six issues in a row of Amazing Spider Man. I mean, not to be sniffed at these guys. I, I, no. I think the the classic sort of Spider Man pose that we think of of him sort of crawling forward. Um, he mastered that. Yeah. For, for me, yeah. like that, when we think of that classic, and also for me, it's his mask that is the my spider-man mask do you know what i mean whenever i think yeah. of, whenever, whenever you think of whatever you've seen on stamps bedspreads anything like that it's he sort of refined that spider-man mask into a brilliant yeah he tells an that. interesting story about i think he was doing some romance books over at dc i think mm. and 
I think they were. I think he wasn't aware of this at the time, but but since he found out that um, Steve Ditko was being a bit of a pain in the ass, and it, it was looking like he was going to leave or he was going to get thrown off, and he said Stan took him for a, a three-hour lunch, which you've got to love those days, man. No mobile yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah, three hours of just whiskey and fucking steak, probably in a restaurant in Madison Avenue or something. You know, yeah, just genius. And um, from that point, he was he was in there, you know, and he he worked on. Spidey, the Avengers, Cap, Daredevil, FF, Jungle Action, um, a load of roman- romance books, some black and white magazines, Tim Dracula, for example. He inked over his son in Uncanny X-Men. Um, just loads and loads yeah. of stuff. Just just lovely, lovely stuff. The effect he had on so many people with one character, and that is the arrival of Mary Jane Watson. Man, he could draw a, a girl, couldn't he? A um, lady, a sexy that, lady. That panel itself, yeah. like, you know, we, we, all, we talk about the face at Target, you just hit a jackpot, you know, when, when he yeah. first sees it. But... There's that element of the way it's drawn and the yeah. lines that are just focusing. It's like, it's literally, you know, when you see in movies, like everything slows down and it seems like an angel's just walked into yeah. the room. He, he it's just, yeah. iconic. I mean, well, it's one of the iconic images. And, and, and his, his, his Gwen as well was great. There was, there's a great issue where I think it's MJ dancing around. And I still to this day often quote it as the best um, representation of music in a comic. Right. You know, it's okay. not an easy thing to represent in a comic no. music, is it? But the the joyfulness of that beautiful woman dancing around a room, I think, is just great. You know, really, with musical notes surrounding it, amazing. Yeah. So sad news. Um, nice to see everyone talking very highly of him. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah. There you yeah. go. Ninety three. Done well. Yeah. He's, He's done, done really well. well. Yeah, yeah. An absolute legend. And as always, like when you hear of this sad but inevitable news, sometimes. Um. Hopefully, it offers an opportunity for um, fans of the work and uh, to rediscover the artwork again, and also new comic readers who weren't necessarily aware to yeah, just, and buy uh, some. Just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. discover this work because we're all in this. We're all discovering comics all the time, no matter whether it's you're discovering a new creator or you're discovering a creator you didn't realize was one of your favorites that just happened to do comics in the 40s or 50s or 60s or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think there's are... an artisan, an artifact edition of the, you know, the artist edition they did of his Spider-Man. Mm. I think you can get one of those artisan, you know, which is like the smaller <clears throat> versions of it. Yeah. Well, you can get that quite cheaply. And for that, you can see his actual like, line work and the ink work over it and that stuff like that. And yeah, I know, yeah, and I know there's certainly, there's a new wave of, of artists, um, and there has been for like, like decades that obviously hugely influenced by the like of, uh, you know, Darwin Cook and Bruce Tim and like that sort of animated style. And I can see the relationship between oh, it's a direct Rem- line, yeah. Ramita's work and that. So if you're unaware of his work, then, you know, just go and seek it out. Yeah. But, yeah. What yeah. an, what a legacy! I mean, not many of them. Have We're losing either. a few, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so sad news, but past that, we're gonna we've got some interesting stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, uh, some Tony, great books to review. Tony's going to sort of like pose us some interesting thoughts and debates. <laughs> I'm going to pose know, for you. <laughs> do you know what I don't have to think twice about though? Uh, I don't know, but it's all right. Is it? Is it Comic House? Oh no, I was just I was just gonna ask you about something personal. <laughs> um no, of course it's I've, not. I've seen it, it looks alright. <laughs> um and he's also seen Comic House, our lovely sponsor, the indie comic marketplace that loves comics as much as we do and as much as you lovely people out there do if you're listening to this. Um there's a huge selection of comics on the Comic House dot com database. If you self publish, you can also list your work on there. It's another avenue to get your work out into the world. 
and they also have an app. It's basically like a subscription service, like Netflix for comics, three pounds a month or whatever that translates to in wherever you're listening to this. Hello, listeners of the world. Um, with that, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. They're adding to it all the time. There's there's guests past, present, and future. I believe uh, Dan, something of yours is is going on there. Yes, uh, say, yeah. I uploaded uh, Viper Crimson Dawn. I've just checked on the app and it's available to read, so you can go check it on there. Uh, I'm also running a, a special campaign for two weeks. If you go into my big cartel store and you enter the code ACP, you get free shipping if you want to buy a physical copy. That's yeah. for two weeks only. There you go. So go it check it out. Yeah. So what? So when you say two weeks only, when's the expiry date on the offer? Uh, that will be at the end of next week, which will be Friday the 23rd. And maybe I'll extend it for a couple more days. Drink and draw day. Lazy. Yes, maybe I'll do one final push at the drink and draw, try and get so, a sale. So yeah. we're, we're, we're saying Sunday the 25th? Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Yeah, so get on that. And also discover, discover more of Dan's work and Tony's work and my work and loads of our lovely guests on the Comic House app. There's a 14-day <laughs> free trial. So dive headfirst into this wonderful world of comics that we talk about every week by visiting comichouse.com. And thank you to them, as Boom. always, for sponsoring the show. Cheers, Pete. Slash yep. putting up with this nonsense that we do yep. on a weekly Loving basis. Um, speaking of uh, speaking, Went of all right, nonsense, that one. Yeah, that, went well. yeah, yeah that yeah. wasn't too bad. What happened there? Maybe it's a midweek effect, Revy. Yeah, yeah. We've all been at work all day, we're a bit tired, so we don't just shout <laughs> bums. Been, we got front-loaded with the sombre news, so we kind of went into a bit more kind of reserved. Yeah, we did, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. God, that's not like us. No. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm only no, 30, eh? no, 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 uh, no, no. Oh god! It didn't <laughs> no, last. No, we get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, dear. no, 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 no. Uh, watch the film Sexy Beast, and you know what we're talking yeah. about. There's a direct quote about getting out of a hot car that I saw someone post today. You see that? One? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got seen that. Brilliant. Can't beat that one. Yeah. 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 Use of the C bomb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Claremont. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, speaking of comics, though, like Tony, now you've got yes. this, you're, you're going to tee us up, aren't you, for this? <laughs> yeah, so let's tee us up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, tea bag you up. Right. So, okay. I don't know if you realize this, guys, but in a couple of weeks, we'll be eight years old, which I think is pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. That we've made Fucking it that hell. far. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's too many jokes. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I was thinking we could do is it's a little time for us to reflect on what has happened in small press in the last eight years mm-hmm. since we've started. And it really has changed. Mm. I mean, to me, small press is an umbrella term for many different approaches, people's groups, distribution, however you want to put it. Mm. For some, I would include myself in this, in this sort of bracket. We do it because we love the medium. Yeah. And to get our ideas out for for some others, it's maybe they want to. It's seen as a stepping stone to something professional. Um, learn your craft, get your name out there. Um, both are valid. I'm saying both those are valid. You know, you get into yeah. it for any reason. Really, there's no one reason. And there's other reasons. You know, you like drawing. You just want to hang out with your mates. You feel that there's a community. There's lots of reasons to get into it. But I think with eight years in, I think it's important that we maybe sit back and take stock about what's happened. So I sent you guys. A little list while I was out, I got back from running the other morning with a few ideas of things that I think are worth discussing around the changing phase mm. of the small press. And it has substantially changed. There's been a lot that's happened and a lot of things that have come in. Well, I've been chatting. I think, let me ch- challenge you with this first question then. 
I think that it's become less, I was going to say less comic shop focused, but I'm actually going to change it and say it's less in real life focused. What do you think? In what sense? Can you, yeah, can you define that? Look? Just... Well, comics, so it's, you're a small press creator. Mm. It's less about going out to conventions, getting your comics in shops, and it's more seemingly the online space now. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what I do you think, think about that? I think there's a fair amount. I, 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 think, I think that's, uh, yeah, like, like Dan said, I agree. I agree with that. And I think it's... Is that a good thing, you think? Or? Well, I, I, th- I think both is good and bad. Take it away, Dan. Yeah, go on. I think there's a, a problem with the, uh, the cost of living were jumped up. Like yeah. the amount of money to go to a con and exhibit for a weekend uh even even a free one which are kind of like a, a, a godsend it yeah. costs a lot and if you're like mm. thinking well i just want to get my ideas and comics out <sighs> to people i don't really want to turn a fucking massive great profit yeah maybe it is easier to just to run an online thing and have an online presence and then people you ship you, you post comics out or I, yeah yeah there's a lot of people who do seemingly sell quite a lot of comics so you, we just don't see it at conventions no no you no. very rarely do them um yeah and then you know social media is obviously um uh, for better or worse you know can be used for a tool of great evil or great good um but it's it's also a massive thing um for creators some use it well some use it not mm. so well um but also i think small press in itself the definition is has morphed slightly in terms of you know yeah. as comics ha- have evolved when i used to think of small press i definitely think of you know like you say, people behind the tables, you know, they've made the comic and they've got it got it printed, but if not, they've printed it themselves and, you know, stapled it. Um, it's like an evolution of a zine sometimes, a small press. Like, it's gotten to, a, over these years that we've been doing this, the, the options open to a smaller creator have been so much better that you get a finished book sometimes and you're like, do I call this small press or is it independent yeah, exactly. comics? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like independent comics is the next step after small press. Does that make sense? It's almost like... Yeah, I, I think we've got to maybe stabilise some definitions here yeah. between us. You know, yeah. I don't know if these have got to be definitions that we can say, well, this is what it really means, you know. Yeah. I'm not that sort of person. But I think, I don't know what you guys think, but for me, small press is made by one or two or three people in their houses. Okay. Yeah. You know, they sell finance. I think once you get into indie, short runs, short yeah. runs, um, I here's a, here's a possible controversial opinion. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call a um, a full on Kickstarter funded campaign as a small press. Um, okay, a small well, press. That's in, more indie comics. Small, yeah, because small press to me feels like like you say, belt and braces made within your home. Um, are you thinking more of a like I'd see I'd call that DIY. I don't know. Oh, man, that's hard. Yeah, see what I mean? Like someone kind of making comics on their home printer and then stapling yeah. them selling them I mean, or def- going to zine fairs or yeah. whatever. If yeah. I was to put if I was to put a definite definite There's in, no there's no definite it's just how small, we feel about small it. Small press yeah. is li- small press would literally be a small run of comics. 50, a okay. hundred a push, I think. That okay. that for me is like, you know, you you're making it, you've got that small stock and you're taking it out. I, think yeah, I see when, what you mean around print numbers because yeah. once you start getting over 300 prints you're printing as many as some of the american companies who've been on the shelves for years yes right yeah. Yeah. you know yeah that's the thing i think if you want to take it to the let take the personal out of it and just deal with the numbers 
I yeah. think as soon, like you say, Tony, as soon as you get over a certain point, it's no longer small press. You're still indie comics. You're still belt and braces. You may be all DIY. You might be doing it all yourself, but the numbers categorizes you somewhere different. Does that make like, sense? Like, would you? How would? What would you? Let's choose a, a character. Let's say Avery Hill, small mm. press or indie. Um, uh, I would say indie. Indie publisher. I think I would now as well. Yeah. 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 Distribution deals. Yeah. Yeah, staff, yeah, networking. Got a storefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing yeah. budget. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of yeah. without a doubt. They've taken on quite a few people recently. I know um, it's a lady publisher. from Thought Bubble. Um, Chloe Green? Chloe, yeah. She's on with them, isn't she, and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. But yeah. good co- like good comics did shorter runs, didn't they? I wasn't – you knew more about good comics than I Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I, I don't – well, that's one of my questions, actually. Are they, are they still about good comics? I don't know. I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. Tee, before we go on, what, how yeah. would you class Tribute Press then? Um, underground comics. Underground. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So is, the, that a different um, thing? is that a different thing for you? Yeah, it is, because we purposely don't make any money. We do it there's not some, to make there's money. There's some subversion we do it, going on. We, yeah, we do it to be subversive and to outrage. And that's our that's our prima facie reason for doing it, Okay, is is but, to, to do that. We don't... But, but a lot of small press creators... Are also doing. They're not in it to make money, are they? A lot of it, it, it is for the love. Yeah, but what you're and saying, I'm glad they're not. Yeah. Is your is your genre or your style? Ours is comic, more sort of punk. It, yeah, if you yeah, see what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's not really punk because underground comics predates punk. You know, it's almost the hippie aesthetic. Mm. You know, that's the way I, I, say I don't it. know how I would class myself. Yeah, I, I think you're top class, Dan. Oh, thank you, B. You're, in, you're, in, so you're a you're a creator. <laughs> public, you know, you you just create your own book, don't you? Yourself. Yeah. And, Which has got to be small press in short. And I, 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 guess, but I, yeah. I also think there's a with the evolution of comics, there becomes the further muddying of the waters in 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 a sense. And obviously, the categorization is always down to the individual, as it always is. Yeah, there's no hard and fast. Rule no, there's no hard and fast. Oh no, yeah, but for it instance, does. But for instance, a lot of people who we would have considered to be small press creators are making web comics. They're just not bringing, making yeah. great books, yeah. but they've but they've gone into that area of comics, and which brings it back to the um, online or in real life, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess the definitions, yeah, yeah, because yeah. a web comic creator is kind of a different beast. To, yeah, yeah. And if you want to hear more about it, listen to our last show. Appreciate sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christina Majors. Yeah. Uh, see, now, I kind of like it. Bugs me a bit when they say like we're we're so and so press, and it's like, mate, you haven't put out a fucking book. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they 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 talk the talk and. They're not walking the walk. I, it I, also winds me up when people seemingly think that they're better than small press. That also, yeah, we yeah. say, oh, I don't really consider myself small press. I'm more of a sort of self indie publisher. And you think, oh, mate, you know, it's man, that, I yeah, don't I, let that fucking definition burn you up. Like it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. def- it doesn't define you and at I all. Think, I not think, at all. Your work defines yeah, you. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of these sort of you know people's definitions of things can sometimes be just really. A bad thing, isn't it? When people categorise it, oh, that is like that. Yeah. That's lower than that's lower than my work. Fuck off. We're yeah. all in it together. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I've read some better small press comics than I've read. This to kind of like this year. Yeah, make yeah. example of that thing that kind of annoys me is when they start saying I'm like CEO of Dan Butcher Publishing or something. It's like make you one fucking bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, like this. Yeah. you're trying to really aggrandise what you're doing here. Like, yes, yeah. chill out. 
now that that's very important so if we if we we we, we kind of think that it is changing you know it's, yeah. it's becoming it's perhaps more even a more in a, in a, a small press uh, you, you know an online space gone do you think there's a reticence for people to call themselves small press in this further evolved world of indie, indie publishing you know do, do, I, yeah, mean, I, I, I don't necessarily hear so many people go yeah i'm a small press comic creator it was more common i think a few years ago yeah i think it would have been yeah it's less common now. Yeah, than I really wouldn't say that people kind of reach for that title at all. Hmm. I think Same people are more, co- rather than saying small press these days, I think they're more likely to say zine. Okay. Yeah. Zine maker. Yeah. Or just independent creator. Independent yeah. creator. Yeah. There seems to be kind of a, a real, uh, certainly within the last, what, couple of years, a pushback on kind of some of the bigger guys and a lot of people saying, right, I'm, gonna, I'm an indie publisher and then they're going to put out. I don't know why they always try and say they're going to take on Marvel and DC, but they do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, like you've had that Eric July guy, he's released that second issue of that ISOM, and that's fucking absolutely steaming ahead with the money. Yeah, uh, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've not read the first one. Uh, no. I don't know anything about it, really. But yeah. he's fucking absolutely dominating on the money front. Yeah, yeah. I, did be, I, I don't know. and I'm, I'm just glad he's selling comics. I don't know anything yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm, I'm The review I've got later, I don't know anything about that person. And I'm rather glad I don't these yeah. days. Yeah. 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 It turns out to be a good comic. I'm over the moon. Man, if it's a great yeah. comic and I find out about them and they're a great person, that's even better. But yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want the comic to exist in a vacuum of like this. Everything that has to be said is said in this comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we've got that. So let's let's turn from categorization changes to the changes po- possibly in quality. So just purely limiting ourselves to small press, including the odd indie person. Um, how do we feel that the quality has gone over the last eight years? Do you want me uh, to? Do you want mm-hmm. me to start the discussion? Because I've got a theory. Go on. Go for it. Um, I'm going to say currently, now, slicker production. Mm-hmm. Much yep. more professional. Against less original and less DIY. Yeah. And I, I think see. when we started, there seemed to be a flash flood of originality. Having walked around a few conventions recently, there's a lot of stuff that's very the same. But very lovely printed. You yeah. did you mention know. this on NIAs and essentially yeah. uh, Alan said he could see the benefits of a curated uh comic-con yeah. because when you walked around the tables there were a lot of similar comics similar themes similar art styles and yeah people are there seemingly is only a few influences could, at the moment. Yeah. could you give us an insight on what that was without, without yeah being de- without denigrating it yeah and i don't know. and it, it maybe is just a type you know it is it is a lot of it is stuff that i'm not digging but it doesn't change the fact that they do look similar and i think a lot of them are anime and cartoon influenced comics okay um and um everything there was about five or six tables just about mental health okay um and i think there's a self-absorbed element to some of that yeah okay especially when there's no real you know there's there's no real raising of you know, uh, awareness of charities or help anywhere you can go for help and stuff like that. And I think there's there's a self indulgence there evident at the moment. Yeah. Of every table I go to, oh, this is about my mental health when I was a bit sad. They use it as a moving kind on. Of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I understand what you mean. Yeah. 
and i think certainly from a stylistic view you know looking at it i think there's a lot of um what's that thing that's made up of little blocks and stuff um Uh, pixel art there's a lot of pixel art there's a lot of um there's a lot of steven universe influenced art Mm. there's a lot of adventure time influenced art there's a lot of very poorly drawn manga influence i mean Um, i mean i mean art styles are very much it's Oh yeah, they were led by fashion. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there's always like the the ever evolving tide of creators who are influenced, and we're seeing the new generation of creators, etc. Um, for me, I, I I agree with you, Tony. I, I think right. Obviously, the production quality is higher than ever. Yeah, um, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah that's marvelous. Mention this um, when I first, when we I did the first con with you guys, I honestly was surprised at the level of quality. Mm. This at that point, I was like, Fuck, "What?" That kind of went to see you, Vince. I met you, Tony, at the uh, oh, Melksham, Melksham, Melksham. Yeah. I was like, I, yeah. I was quite surprised at the the level of sort of quality and professionalism. Yeah, in yeah. the books, I, I yeah, I mean, I do find that sometimes since then, not necessarily since that particular day, um, there has been a slip. In some production quality now, what, okay. I mean, what I mean by that is, the paper's gotten better, the printing's gotten better, the finishes have gotten better, but sometimes some books feel rushed. Um, yeah. And now I understand that you always going to have this with the you know um, this is not a, a really harsh criticism because there's only so much time that we have to do these things etc. But for me, I do notice, and maybe it's my design brain as well i don't just notice the comic that's inside i I notice the wrapper that it's in Um, and by that i don't just mean cover art although i have i have felt that over the past couple of years some indie comic art it isn't as enticing as it used to be yeah i think there's a part of that it's for me as well man is i think people don't i mean we hark on about covers all the time someone's mentioned it on slack today but the we do it's it's you buy you buy a book by the cover you buy a comic by the cover a lot of the time you've got an alternative sometimes and just generally in comics as i was having a like an online browse the other day some of them and this is not a small press or whatever but some of them are so bland and generic it's unbelievable There's just yeah something you can't tell whether you this was issue three or issue eight you can't because they all look the same as well yeah yeah but sometimes it it gets me like when everything inside is so sort of professional and even the lettering you know they've gotten on point but just like an inside cover credits page looks like someone's just put it together in word yeah i mean just that sort of like just sometimes it's like and it's like oh this is almost a home run Almost a home run. It's usually the, the production. Yeah, there's a production just... element where they, they, they've like they've got someone doing the lettering, they've got someone to cover, everything's taken care of. But like at the last minute, the 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 credits page has been bashed together, and it's like yeah. Oh, and I, but I, I understand why people sort of have to do it themselves, you know. And like it's a lot of people probably won't notice these sort of things, but it's fantastic. It's got to that level yeah. that something as relatively <laughs> minor as that minor is stuff. kind of yeah. Is a kind of a thing to well i guess if you got a, a, a strong comic and there's that one weakness and you just see that yeah you, i guess you're kind of hitting it out of the park on yeah. all the other fronts yeah you like to think yeah like I said vince yeah it does it does stick out to me but yeah maybe because so there's a real a so there's a real sort of almost a, a, like you see the the real professionalism on show and then something that feels very small press that like butting up against each other mm. if that makes sense um 
But yeah. if the comic's good, the comic's good. You know, you see the passion there. But there's just we, there's sometimes little things like that that slip through sometimes, I've noticed. We did oh, see oh. a change for me for, like, when we first started in the show and everyone was like, right, I'm going to do this superhero series about this. And then it would be however many issues or mm. it, this can, my one's going to be about spaceships and all this stuff. But then the past recently is it's going to be like, I've got this high idea that, high concept idea that, that could go on a Netflix show. And yeah. yeah. Then I might, you only might get the first issue out of the creator. It won't go anywhere. Or, mm. like, yeah, and I think this, if you're making, if you're not making a comic for what you can do within a comic, if you're mm. making it for what can be done in a TV series, you're limiting yourself as well. Mm. I think that's an issue. But I was thinking about the other day, like it's so easy to set up a comic and I've set, I've got all these setups in this issue. I've got all these great setups and the readers think, well, that, I wonder where this comic's going to go. Like there's so much promise at the beginning of the story, but then you never tell the rest of it. So it, it kind of lives in, <laughs> lives in that yeah. person's head. Yeah. And then that you go and do another one of like, oh, look, we'll do all this setup. Look, here's my concept. I've got this setup. And then you never play that off. That never plays out. It's kind of, after a while, I'd be like, oh, fuck's sake, man. I think it's like watching like 20 pilot episodes. Yeah. And some of them really bite. And then, but you know, well, there's, this ain't going to go anywhere. It's, mm. gonna... I think the problem with small press is you get a first issue and it's amazing. How long, what's the average for waiting for the second issue? Yeah. What, a year? Yeah. That's kind of what I've, I've gone around to the thing of having like mine's, one's, well, yours is uh, different, man, because it's online. Yeah. But one's Vanguard, yeah. Vanguard's done. Like, yeah. I, I want to move away from webcomics. I want to do right. just an issue. That's that issue. It lives and breathes on its own. I, I start work and I finish it. It goes to press and boom. I only have to focus on doing the promo for it hard when it's campaigning to get it funded and then it's in people's hands. And I'm kind of, when you fucking webcomic, I'm so, the the grind of having to fucking talk about it all the time, it's mm. just done me, man. I just don't do it now. I just make the comic and put it out there. Yeah. I, I, I think, I can I just make the point that I think the quality has gone down? And I don't mean the quality quality overall. I mean the the originality that's going into stuff. Okay. I think the the comics that I'm seeing now are fucking vanilla banality. You know, they re- a lot of them are. I think people are afraid to really experiment and take chances. Hmm. Um, Do you think and- that there's a correlation between that and um, the the way that other media is presented now like for instance well be man i mean like, look at the movies the, the, the movies, it's, it's a long criticism of the movies yeah period. they're just sort fucking of like boring the, now the yeah. same cgi fest uh explosion yeah. so much it doesn't mean anything um and that has maybe filtered through yeah, i think so yeah i think obviously i think also that the interconnectivity of modern society means that people are afraid to call someone mental or afraid to call someone fat. yeah or you know, or portray anything at all that they are worried mm. will cause a shitstorm to land on them. When I think the truth of it is, if you look at someone like Miller, they don't give a fuck. No, I mean, but... and it doesn't affect them. I think if you don't let them, they can't hurt you. Yeah. That's what I think about it. I agree. And I think people need to realise that more. The fucking I heard someone telling, I saw someone telling someone off on Twitter for calling someone homeless the other day. And they're not homeless; yeah. they're unhoused. Yeah. Oh fuck off! Fuck mate. off! Yeah, that that every single terminology with stuff like that it always changes, and someone's always ready to fucking jump on you and pick you up on it. And it's like if you're not doing it to intentionally be offensive in that, it's mm. in that example, you got nothing to worry about. And it don't, means don't, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah don't bow to fucking nothing. people giving you shit like that, man. But, don't do yeah. it. But I think comics has always had a history of like, mm. um, 
you know, cultures and tides, and certainly, you know, there were UK comics were a certain way, and all of a sudden, against that, bam, 2000 AD turned up, you know, against the grain of what came before, you know, uh, that in in the way I mean, it set out to outrage, it set out to yeah. shock, mm. it set out to scare 2000 yeah. AD. Yeah. That's why it's so beloved. Yeah. Because what's doing that now? Yeah. You know, honestly, there's what a, is doing there's that now? A, there's a space for doing that. And we're not we're not even saying like just shock and offend for the sake of it. That's it's, no. it's, it's more like just sort of just pushing the boundaries and just you know experiment. Making, you know, making a fucking action comic that's just in your face, but well written and you know, there's just some. And that's why when we recommend some books on the show, it's because books like that come out of nowhere and slap us around the face and go, yeah, check me out. I'm not saying it's not happening. Yeah. it just yeah. is. It, on I walked around that convention. And me and Al both said to each other, "What? What's happened? Yeah. The small press. This yeah. is just utter boredom. Yeah. There's nothing the, there the I would happily spend my money on. Yeah. And yeah. be interested in. It's, and spike a fire. And and I've been walking around comic conventions since the early '80s, and it's never been like that. Hmm. Do you think it's yeah. interesting that the kind of the the younger creators coming up? And not look what do they look at in the uk for kind of inspiration say so, oh that's what we're gonna go because it's like you say american cartoons like uh fucking Steven universe or yeah. or manga and like it's a fresh new thing it's like well manga's been fucking kicking around for donkey's years yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's i think it's a specific area of manga as well but you know you know the the, the cutesy stuff seems to be that you know the attractive yeah. area for it but, yeah. like, uh, but people will people will obviously like they'll discover something like Chainsaw Man, right? And then then that'll be the big thing. And that's when I read that I was like, "Fucking hell, this is a bit." That's all right. That's a yeah. bit saucy. It's a bit violent. I'm I'm And there's part of my brain that's like, "I'm surprised this made it so big." Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. so subversive so and nuts. like being like fucking crazy. Yeah. But we've said this before. Like, if you're going to make a comic, make the comic yeah. that only you can make. Yeah. Don't make the fucking comic that you think will go down well with the people around you and, and make it like oh, utterly no. benign and just like yeah oh, this won't offend anyone or this won't and just be, just because it's it's about a worthy it, subject yeah. like mental health or you know i don't know patagonian lepers yeah. it doesn't Do make it good if does if, that does that like a kind of armoring themselves in a way that i can't be having a go at for doing this because yeah, I think it's also about themselves. Yeah, sometimes. I think, yeah. I think there's certain ways yeah. ways of doing it as well. For instance, the way we're talking about, it, you're probably thinking that we're, we're talking about like you know adults only comics. If you want to make a fucking badass all ages comic, then just go and make that. Two thousand and eight's an all ages comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, pe- people like Jamie Smart, right? That his his comics are that they they skirt the edge. You know, he the classic kids comics. That also the adults get as well. The adults, you hmm. know, and he came from like adult comics and stuff. He recently did something looking back at like Bear. Yeah, I'm glad he's my... there doing it, man. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad he's doing it because remember when we did Springworth, we went to someone who who was like known in the you know the kids hmm. book area, and they said, oh, you can't have anyone alluding to punching anyone. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Since when? Since we're talking about, about who makes these rules Whereas, up? Sometimes, like, no. and that that's one of the wonderful things about the Phoenix. You just have someone running through and just going farts, farts, farts. And yeah, that's, yeah but, or the Beano or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like... Farts and uh, bum jokes. Yeah, bum jokes. <laughs> it's interesting one because they... Right, they no, crumbs. Didn't they get, get rid of uh, slippering out of... Uh, yeah, out of schools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like in those comics, like it always get like 
Dennis and Menace would like give Walter the softy a kick in or something, and then his dad would be like, "Right, you're going to get the slipper." Yeah. But yeah. what's he doing now? No phone for you, Dennis. For the week. <laughs> yeah, no phone. Dad. Oh, God, that's brutal. <laughs> no Xbox. Yeah. How's he going to watch his Tiki Talks or whatever the kids are watching? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, carry on. Um, carry on. Let's, let's think of some more stuff. So also um, promotion. Right. So yeah. the the I, promotional I, I, I change. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. So I'm thinking that has changed. So did you want to have a go, V? Have a um, this is more a sort of question. This is answering a question with a question in in some kind of ways. Um, with the evolution of uh, small press and indie publishing, and obviously creators getting better at it, and and certainly they have gotten better at like firing the t-shirt cannons and like you know the, the press releases, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you think sometimes some creators have lost the grip on the um, the ground level, just keeping in contact with the, the people that were there at the beginning? Oh, that's um, interesting. And I, yeah. I say that like obviously, you know, they've they as a creator, you cultivate cultivate your readers and your fan base or whatever you want to call it, and you know, and they follow you. But as you get bigger. And the people that you have to contact in terms of press connections or convention connections, um, all of a sudden you've gone from just writing an email to someone, please could you check out my comic book, to here's a press release. We're releasing, you know, such and such press is releasing this this month. Um, and it becomes less personal. Do you think that sometimes that's that can happen with creators, that the bigger that they get, the less communication they possibly have with some of the people at the start of their journey do you think yeah i think so yeah that is a shame if i happens. don't have i don't have a person in mind by the way that is just a general <laughs> you know because yeah. it's the evolution that if you're in, especially if you're in this to craft you know you you love making comics but you also want to craft a career and you want to make those networking connections you want to do this so obviously you have to play the game obviously you have to send those emails and you've got to be professional um but sometimes when you put a professional email isn't always the most form, you know informal one, is it? Do you know what I mean? So sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they can yeah. come across a little colder. Yeah, I don't really like them that much. Mm. I don't. We don't do it outside of Kickstarter. I, I'd rather do it with a bit more friendliness and yeah. in the, you know person to person stuff. I use but, words like when we're when we're emailing for this show. I we use words like anywho. Which I probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's those little things that some people might yeah. say. You don't want to put that in an email. I love oh. folks, folks, yeah, chums. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to stop saying guys after we got told off by someone, didn't we, for saying guys? So <laughs> I say chums now. That's my new one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think so, man. I mean, itself, we are the self-evident example of that, aren't we? Because we have had upwards of what 400 guests on this show mm. you know maybe 300 with recurring and you're you know mm. and um who's who stayed in contact and who didn't you, there's a you can kind of tell people who are just in it for the grift you know yeah. and i think that does shine out rather than we you can see by the people we have returning on this show you know who come back and you know we really love talking to them and Patara, been, for example it, yeah. fucking Patara is the most recent example of that where i'm like yeah he's what a fucking a, yeah. dude yeah you know what I mean? Absolutely, and it, yeah. and just those, but also the UK connections as well. It's it's uh, been so nice when we've had tables at conventions, and people yeah. have been on the show, have have taken their time away from their table a lot of the time to 
to come over and say hello to us. Mm. That does, yeah. you know, even if we haven't had time to have a proper chat with you, it means the world to us because it is one of those, oh, you, you're you here, you know, you're here with us. Do you know what I mean? We're here with you, that kind of thing. It's that. Yeah, and we don't, we don't have much time to do this every week. We do it for free. We And, you know, if I hear one more person backhandedly saying, oh, they don't review my comic, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And after I hear you saying that, I'm likely, very unlikely to review it, my friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got a fucking great big long list of jobs in front of me in my real life that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so started me, work I'm, at... I'm hanging on by my fingernails at the time. I started work, I started work at 4am this morning and I got home at 6pm so I could record this. If I wasn't yeah. recording this, I'd still be at work. So, do you know what I mean? It's, it's whereas, not easy. Whereas I, I've only just woken up and I've smoked enough fatty boom batty and I'm just uh, chilling out by a the beach. fatty boom batty. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think promotions changed, and I think I wasn't even signed up for a Kickstarter when we started this podcast. I didn't really know what it was. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's the thing. And also, I think promotion has really changed because we've had this fragmentation of the internet from yeah. a social media point of view. Now, um, the Twitter is now just a hole for certain voices and comics professionals. I don't think there's that many comics readers who go on there. You know, just purely yeah. comic mm. readers. Well, it's they, just a sniping little place for fucking the usual girls and a load of comic creators to talk amongst themselves almost, isn't it? You know? Um, and I think it, with the move to stuff like Mastodon, Hive, um, even fucking things like Truth and Parlor, you know, and Instagram has, has come up while we've been doing this, isn't it? You know, I think, and, you know, Discords and that sort of thing. I think there's a real fragmentation where you've either got to have your... And also the algorithm issue. So people are not seeing what people are yeah. putting out half as much these days. Yeah. yeah. So I think you've really got to think through how you're going to do promotion. We've also had the rise of mailers, you know, including Substack and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's really the, different now. The old school of just having a uh, an email list of the email. That seems to like, uh, I always thought, oh, what's the point of getting one of them? But it's never, it's still strong. It's seemingly it's coming back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, also, but, I think a lot of the websites have gone as well. So it, I was just about at, to say that. Like, how strong is that email list now that a lot of people probably won't get back to you or are just not there anymore? Yeah, like Pipe Dream have gone. The Beat are probably on their way out. Let's face it. All they do is complain about not having any money. Um, <laughs> the lake, the Lakes has gone. Dan Berry's gone. The 2008 podcast pretty much gone. You know, there's, um, oh, there's a lot of... I've just, I've just realised what we are. We're the, we're the last people standing We're cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. well, the last people at the party yeah but also i think that the nature of comics journalism now is such that it's just about promotion yeah I also, so there's yeah. there's no reviews anymore um i heard someone talk about this online today to say that issue three of any comic you could find reviewed somewhere now you would be lucky yeah you will you will find a reproduction of a press release or somebody saying something lovely about it yeah. without even fucking applying themselves yeah. to the good and bad sides okay. but there's no real yeah. comics journalism happening outside of a few yeah. places. Journal guess, journalism and press doesn't go beyond issue two, does it, really? No, I it guess it changed it, no. from the kind of reviewing for the sake of kind of like letting people know about stuff to the point where it was like, well, how can I use a review to springboard myself? Yeah. And yeah, we've had, a, we've had a couple of examples recently where I've, we've, we're, we're making a point when people send their comic in and saying, look, we'll, we'll talk about the good things, but we may talk about some bad things as yeah. well, you know, some things we didn't like. Um, you, that's up to you. If you're quite happy with that, we'll go ahead with it. If not, we can, yeah. you know, we can just give it a shout out. And there's been a couple of shout outs recently that I've given because the people have messaged me back and saying, "I'd rather it was just a shout out." Would you mind? That's fine. No, fine. Yeah. That's fine yeah. by me, man. 
you know. if you want to review we'll, we'll do our best to review if you just want to shout out we'll do our yeah. best to do that yeah i'm not here to kind of upset or anyone uh yeah so there's a yeah. bit of that going on i think i think nobody is prepared there's a lot of there's a whole branch of people who aren't prepared to hear and add and just put their hands over their ears and la 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 it don't they you know but mm-hmm. um i think promotions really changed you've got to be in with an, a group as well to get a book yeah. promoted i think it's funny because like uh, i was thinking look at this the other day like everyone sort of cliques out i've done it myself yeah. not even just yeah. like but like i can't fucking keep this kind of so many friend networks and associates up i try my best to try and like it's exhausting isn't it sometimes people yeah. yeah i just it's it can be rough it's well interesting i was on the oc slack to, the other day and there was they were talking about something someone had seen on twitter and a guy i i know um he said get off twitter man it's a fucking sewer mm. and i said i agree and it was and then i just kept getting notifications of people in that conversation saying I came off Twitter. I'm much more happy. Get off Twitter, mate. You don't want to be on Twitter. You know, like yeah, that constantly. Yeah. So I don't. Th- and this is they're ballers, man. These people on this on the EOC Slack, big comic buyers, big original art buyers, big omnibus buyers. You know, they got a few. There's a few quid, a few hundreds of thousands of quid get spent monthly by that group mm. of people. Mm. Um, and they're all saying get off Twitter. And I'd make them right, man. We've chatted about it, Dan. I think, I, honestly, babes, I think you're on it too much sometimes. Yeah, I do. Um, I am on it too much. Yeah, that's, and I, that's a fact. And I've done it. I've been, I've been in the same place. And I think people it's replace become my morning newspaper. Yeah, that's the problem. People seemingly are replacing comics, their love of comics, by they think they're in comics because they're going on Twitter and talking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not the case. Yeah. yeah. Let's say a date, then I'll fucking give up Twitter. <laughs> I'll tell you what, July, July, I go cold turkey. July, I go cold turkey. All of all of July. No hang Twitter. on, hang on. What have you? What are you releasing in July? Nothing. Are you sure? Why uh, don't you just keep one for Vanguard? That's what I've done with NI. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, what's yeah. the point if no one's reading it or retweeting it from? Like, no one, no comic readers are picking it up from there. Mm. Yeah, because you just want to kind of get it in the hands of people and let people know because it's absolutely deafening the amount of people releasing new comics and new small press stuff yeah like T- you talk about talk about comics breaking me some of those if i employed some of those people who tweet like 30 times a day i'd be saying what am i paying you for <laughs> like i said that one got me when they said oh i've got the job but my computer couldn't handle the files they sent over so they didn't pay me and i lost the job <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah welcome to the real world yeah. I got, I got uh, we dropped down a pizza shop, and they said you got to drive the bike here. And I said I can't drive, and I lost a job. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, pizzas <laughs> broke me. Yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> pizzas broke me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. What, what do you want? That's like there's actually t- t- stories in there are fucking horrible, but like some yeah. of them are just like, come on, mate, like. Yeah, it's cheapening the actual people who've like yeah. really suffered. <laughs> you know, isn't it? So, oh yeah. man, comics broke me. I can't. Oh, I've had such a hard time. Yeah. But fortunately, I managed to get my Kickstarter up and running. Launches this Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, do you think there's more competition now between small press creators? Uh, um, in what sense? For sales. Um, I've uh, always found that a bit goosh when people start talking about how much money they made. Yeah, me stuff. too, man. My father would tell me, "Don't gentlemen, don't talk about money." Yeah, no. Yeah. Just, uh, Fortunately, I haven't been had to be in a job where I've had to. So, yeah. just the kind of 
Santa, I did this many, I sold this many. It's like, I'm really fucking happy that you've got loads of comics into other people's hands. But yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I loved it when people say they sold out and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I let myself down recently by saying how much I'd sold of an issue. And I actually felt a bit bad about it afterwards. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I it depends the, the, the framing of the conversation. If someone says yeah, I brought down I know, this but burner, I, oh man, I can't yeah. believe I bloody sold out. It's amazing. So um, it's if weird. You start though. saying, "Oh, I only sold ten copies of this when there's when I was down so and so, and I sold fifty And yeah, like, okay. There's, there's a mental sort of connotation, I think, because when I hear like, "Oh, I sold out of this issue," I immediately think, "Oh, well done." You know, you, you took yeah. Yeah, 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 you sold out of it. That's brilliant. But if you're talking about specific numbers, I just think that's a little bit. It's yeah, not for me. Not for me. Yeah, but as like I said, it's not. I don't run this as a business, as a hobby, and I'm not. I think it's a, as well, it's a funny think, one. It's a weird one. I think people are more likely to talk about it online and in real life at conventions about how well they're doing financially at the table or selling things than they are to talk about comics. Hmm. Yeah. How often have you had someone you had someone walk up to the table and say, "How's it going today? Are you selling many?" Well, loads. Can I just put it out there? I don't give a fuck. How many comics I sell at a convention? <laughs> Not a flying fuck. Don't ask me. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? And I, mm. I, I occasionally would say to how's it going? You know, meaning, you know, what you got on the table? Yeah. yeah. For me, it's more of a social event because I'm not there to, uh, I can't be there to make money. That's not the primary reason. It's. Yeah. Well, it I've, clearly isn't with us. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have a fucking like, oh, I'm going to dine out on the money I made in comics. We're fucking dead. Yeah. We'll be having a pasty. <laughs> Sharing a ginster's pasty. But I think that is, a, and we we all know the people who come over and go, oh, I'm not selling well today. I mean, you sold. You're like, oh, please just talk to me about your next story. Yeah, line. man, that's oh, going to be got involved or, Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, don't not interested. I think Usually those people have sort of, great comics as well. So yeah, it's and like, it's like programmatical yeah. almost for some people. It's like, they kind of feel like that's what everyone says, so that's what they should say. Yeah, no, I don't, no, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Don't I, do it. I like it when someone brings over a really good comic they just bought, and I'm like, "Where, where, did yeah, you, yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah. where, where did you get that?" <laughs> then yeah, you somebody goes, "Oh, we seen this rabbit," yeah. and you go, "Fucking hell!" The time, Remember, we said the time battle we, beasts. Yeah, we, we were like, yeah. "Ah, battle beasts!" <laughs> when we were yeah. when we've been at conventions, and <laughs> someone battle badges, battle badges. Yeah, someone yeah, comes. Badges, yeah. Someone comes back with a comic and just goes, "Look at this! Where the fucking hell did you get that?" And then we all go off to yeah, buy yeah, it. Yeah. Do you remember the Do you remember the Zay Burney book at uh, Thought Bubble oh, that time? Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was like, "Fucking yeah!" And I, I think I got his last one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I ordered it online afterwards. Brilliant ah, book. of course you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. brilliant book. Yeah, we got that with Skip at that same convention. We we sold it because that's what I like to do when I do the for the No Brad table. Is people come over and what sort of thing are you into? Have you seen the art in this? This is really nice. She's mm. a creator from. He's a creator from. Mm. This is what he's looking mm. to do. You know that. And Skip just flew out. Like um, Sean Phillips came over and went, "Oh, I've just heard from such and such that you got this book called Skip. Where is it? Can I see it?" And I'm, there's it. Oh, fucking, okay. it's lovely. I'll have that. You know, and that's what it's got to be about. Yeah, that you word know. of mouth fucking goes around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, got to be comics positive people. I remember yeah. uh, when we was at the Stuart Mulrain's tea tea bubs, and uh, I was true, true sorry, true. and I was I was singing the praises of uh, John Tucker doing the spinning wheel thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another and, good one, isn't it? Yeah, loads of people are like, oh wow, and straight over there get some of that. Yeah, yeah, love John, lovely stuff. Mm. Yeah, he now streams on Twitch. Yeah. yeah, I keep I keep missing it. I got to do it. I don't understand yeah. things like Twitch. He, he, he usually old. streams when we're recording on a Sunday night as well. So. Oh, does he? Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 
yeah so i don't know what whether you think there's that competitiveness I don't. I don't, so much, I don't, I don't so see, see much of it. I don't see so much of it. I I do see like um obviously which is a positive thing like small communities of people, small friendship groups of of people sort of joining up, um not in, not in a publishing sense but just getting together. You know, hmm. I, yeah. I see that, but not so much. I don't see a like competitiveness. Not so much in in that terms. I think. I think everyone's. I, I think. I think it's still been. The same as I, think, I don't think it's competitive, but mm. I don't think certain people are supportive. I don't want okay. anyone to support me. I don't really care, but I think there's a lot of little sniping going on. I've, I honestly I think, think it's the, needed. A rising tide raises all ships, man. And like, yeah. if you kind of help, if we all help each other out and like make the best of what we are and try and get our comics in other people's hands, you can kind of, you know. I just want uh, everyone I'll, to get along. Yeah, I just want yeah. people's comics to do well and get. I want to get more comics and make more comics and. Yeah, yeah, I don't. And know. we, I've seen some examples of it. I won't quote who it is, but you know I have. Like, yeah, uh, we've all seen. That's, that's just yeah. fucking seen childish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so oh yeah. god, here we go. Yeah. And yeah. it just goes to say that everyone, virtually everyone I bump into, says similar things, un, un, yeah. unprompted. So it's like, okay, fair enough. I think I've got a good read on that. Yeah, the so from that conversation there that i thought we'd lead into that have we seen people uh, go leave the hobby during the eight years yeah yeah i could, i was thinking trying to think through and i think there's a few i mean the one i don't think they'd mind because they've gone and they've said they've gone but dirty rotten comics for example yeah they were white hot at the start of this weren't they mm. you know yeah. yeah um we had them on they well, sort of disappeared off yeah i think there's uh obviously we're um Life, life happens, doesn't it? So sometimes I'm not saying there's there's not yeah. loads of people in it because people have joined, but there's yeah. yeah. But but certainly, um, life happens. People come in, they they do their thing, and then they just can't do it anymore, or yeah. they can't warrant it, or you know they haven't got the time or the money, or you know. And so we yeah, we have seen a drop off. I think sometimes Dead been, Canary. Yeah, there's been yeah. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. I never did hear their rap song. They did apparently before they left the scene. Were they dissing on the haters? Yeah, I think they did that, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get. To, I couldn't find it. I was looking for it. I didn't couldn't find it. Mm. Man, if we bow, that's how we got to go. What a rap! Like a rampage. Rap, like this this tracks. If we if we go, I'm fucking going full chainsaw man. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of a tweet. Well, next episode will be our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's a screen cap of someone said, when I was eight years old, I called my granddad a sucker MC. He broke my my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even know what a sucker MC was. Remember when my son was little, he used to call people douches. And I said, douches. son, you can't douche. call people that. That's not nice. No. Yeah, shout at you, douche. He'd heard it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. oh, they picked this stuff up, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think naturally, of course, we have seen people sort of uh, leave the hobby, leave the medium, or you know, or may- maybe they've stopped making comics, but they're still reading them. You know, it's just that that's yeah. fine, man. They're just yeah, doing their fine. own doing their own thing. You know, there's a lot to be said for the quiet. It's just natural, away. isn't it? I mean, certainly, even the professionals. We- we've seen some people that we've put- we've loved their work, and it's just sort of like, why aren't they doing that anymore? Because they've moved into another area that is mm. that can support them, whether it be okay. concept art or who knows what. I've got a couple of boxes of small press comics, and if I went through them, I'd imagine a, a large majority of them have moved on. 
Yeah. So for the same reason that people join the hobby, there's you know people there's the same number of reasons, you know, infinite yeah. number of reasons people leave it. Yeah. I think some people leave it because they ex- fully expected themselves to be millionaires by now with a Netflix deal. Yeah. Hmm. Potentially, you know, yeah. We see that I, a lot, don't we? I you think know. also some people run out of energy. Um I say that because some it, people haven't got a lot to say. It is it is tiring and like, you know, sometimes people come in hot and heavy and like this is my comic bam you know it's like it's got the pyro it's got everything but that that does take it out of you putting all Mm. of that putting all those eggs into that basket and then afterwards you know no one can keep up that energy yeah i've seen so many times people send like i'm gonna draw a comic and then like a couple pages in they just burn out because it's fucking it can be hard work i've done that (laughs) depending how much like how much craft you're putting into the page but it can be like this is like it's not it's always thinking it's easy doing a comic could draw one so no it's not it's there's a there's a lot to it it's did did it break you sorry didn't didn't break break? Uh, i stand unbroken and unbowed yeah you're not unbroken and unbowed like a mighty mountain Mountain fighting fighting the wind dan butcher first (laughs) of his name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay cool and then the last one before I, i'm going to give you to a challenge just just on top of that um, i just just, okay, so, babe, just, just as the period point if you're one of those people that aren't making comics anymore but i still really i'm still listening to this show, don't feel bad about it man. yeah no, don't, don't yeah don't worry about don't, it. we love we love right. you and you can, if you can yeah. take it up in 10 years you can take yeah, it up in 20 years yeah. don't forget i made comics in the 90s and then yeah. i didn't make another comic for 10 yeah. years yeah but someone that's can like, make a comic so comics i wanted to make a comic and i made a comic and then i've done that yeah. Great, yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Hey, you want to write a novel? Write a novel. Done. Be you know. proud of but, what you did, no matter how successful I, it was. I wanted to run the marathon. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't enter, and I didn't. I've not done it. Yeah, I want to but do Jamie Donald up the backside, I, but you know, yeah. one day. Yeah, I'm on. Dream the dream. Yeah, I'm on the lottery. I really should buy a ticket for that at some point. Never stop. Never stopping. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So final final question, and then a challenge. So. um Final question is um, is about anthologies, actually. Mm. I'm seeing the rise of anthologies. The, the Brew Gooders have had one out. Yep. Um, obviously, that comic smell, they've been going a few years with it now. Yep. The um, We've got boxes at the moment. Yes, uh-huh. great. Bubbles and Strangers also as well. We've got um Really interesting D- to see D-Y. how that boxes plays out. Mm. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Bob Turner's in it. I haven't seen Bob's for a while, work for a while. Um, and DUI, I think, D-U-R-3. kind of... DUI came into existence because we all said, why aren't there any anthologies? Mm. Um, don't forget. Um, and now we're in, into the, we're into the third year of it now. It's, you know, I think the deadline's any day. Um, so are, are you seeing the rise of it as well? And is it a good thing? I, I, I tell you, when it comes to anthologies, certainly with small press and indie, I, I think the place um, where there's always been a fairly consistent line of anthologies is the horror genre? Uh, yeah, in small, in small yeah. press and indie, yeah. the horror the horror anthology is still to this day one of the most popular anthologies that you'll get on the market. People love making them; we love reading them, um, and it harkens back to the classic, you know, the four page strips, etc. That has always, for me, been a fairly consistent one. Even when things were very quiet, like for instance, the guys at Hellbound Media always yeah. you know always had their anthologies on top of their other work um i know there's creators in the states there's so many horror anthologies there i think we're seeing a rise in other potential sort of anthologies you know the, the 
branching out from those sort of genres you know that there's 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 slice of life anthologies you know the i mean we haven't seen that oh i've just had underground an indie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just i've just had an idea for an anthology that i'll talk to you guys off okay um it's about, <laughs> it's about crumbs yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Dan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but do you know what I mean, though? It feels like there are more anthologies being made with different topics in mind. Sometimes yeah. they're, um, and we've we've seen some great ones that are for good causes, that are for mm. charitable. <laughs> Dirty basement. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's that as well. Um, <laughs> what sort of cause is that, Tony? But, you know, there, there are the, the charity anthologies. It's always nice seeing that as well, something that's for a good yeah. cause. Um, or, well, we've done them, man. We've been involved in them. Yeah. yeah. And certainly, yeah. like, like anthologies, I know, Tony, obviously, with Hidden Lives, etc., there's the smaller anthologies that also have a direct link to support lines, to other things like that. We're, we're yeah. seeing a few that's more important. of those. Not, I didn't see any of that at the convention, which is a shame. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you're right. Hopefully it's just oversight. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So caught up in their own bullshit. Yeah. I, I I think there's a sort of um, there's a renewed uh, sense of people just wanting to try their hand at uh, like a, a four page story, a two page story. Um, obviously, with our wonderful community, like and beyond, there's a lot of people who never would have thought about doing a comic before, just trying their hand on just doing a one page. Yeah, thing. that's even a great one. Anthology. If, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just for a laugh, we've yeah. seen some of you lovely listeners just you know whether it's just a joke page. We've seen it and we've got a laugh out of it, which means your comic has worked. <laughs> well, yeah. for the one I, we we got coming up in DUI, I was like, I'm going to work in a completely different style to how I usually did. Oh, I can't wait! And it's fun. Yeah. It's just yeah. you can flex muscles. Like, I want to try this out, but I don't want to just do some random shit. Well, this is the way I think anyway. Mm. So I'm going to put it into a page, and then here we go. It's scratched. I've, yeah. We've got the comic coming out in DUI three. Yeah. Cool. And I nice think I, I think in some ways, for a lot of creators, an anthology might be the more manageable way to go if we're having like quarterly anthologies where you're, yeah. fo- you're following the classic weekly just say the classic weekly UK comic where the your character strip had a four six page story hmm. that's easier to manage like monthly or bi-monthly or, it's a you know, good litmus test for your skills as well because yeah. if, if you're writing skill. or artwork is kind of like appreciated and they get a lot of good feedback and if you think, well maybe a, there is something in this for me yeah if you was a bit sort of unsure about yourself and then try a whole comic yourself or and, and also yeah, for for those, everyone started in for writers it's certainly a lot cheaper for instance like getting, mm. an, art, getting artists to do four six pages yeah. you know yes it's it's, um, it's nice to see I, I so in some ways i do see um, even though you were you were talking about like you know the quality of things, Tony, I certainly see with the rise of anthologies, I've seen a rise in quality for a lot of anthologies. In, in I think yeah, I, th- I think we need to learn a little bit from the states. You know, I think we do need to start taking chances with our hmm. short story. You know, it's a great place to tell a fucking mental story if you want to. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's frightening, emotional, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, it's a nice place to try it out. Yeah, I think. That's the beauty of picking up anthologies, which we've always said that, you know, uh, the hit rate of an anthology isn't always great. No. Yeah. But there'll always be a couple of gems in it, you know. And you, and you could be a creator that's like, I create nothing but all ages comics all the time. Yeah. I've got this one idea for a yeah. really sick yeah. and twisted horror story. Do it as like a, an anthology story. Just, yeah. <laughs> just do Maybe it. Maybe right under a pen name. Yeah. But the, the, <laughs> the very nature of anthologies, like, not everything's going to appeal because. Yeah. Yeah. 
if there's a story written for person A and story written for person B and you're exactly. person A, exactly. you're not going to get anything out of story B. Yeah, get so. a good hit rate if it's yeah. pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. All right, okay. challenge. Oh, God. We hit eight years. Um, we'll be recording on the 2nd of July, but it'll come out on the 3rd of July. That's when we hit eight years. All right. God, God. That's, I'm proud of you guys. You know what I mean? Um, but I think we need to... I'm going to challenge you to pick three things each. They don't necessarily have to be the best or anything like that. I just want you to pick three things from the eight years of the podcast. It can be anything. It can be things we've talked about, things that have happened, comics that have come out, events we've gone to, people we've met. I want you to each to pick three things for that episode. Okay. I've got two straight away. Challenge accepted. You can't say me. Yeah. You can't say Brian no, and no, Pascal. No. Oh, well... I, I remember one cherished memory. I was waiting for my train and I was, it was early on. And uh, do you know what I'm talking about here? When I, no. Before I get to it, you, you were a con and you were doing interviews. And I was listening to the episode because I hadn't heard the <laughs> interviews yet. And then the peach stone had come up and it was, <laughs> it was cold on the platform. And I remember laughing and seeing like my breath in the air because it was, I was genuinely laughing my ass off. I'm fucking. <laughs> Dying the peach stone was, incident, yeah, so funny. <laughs> uh, Who was that? Harrow, that was Harrow, wasn't it? Yeah, Matt Harrow, I was chatting yeah. to well, one of our con- so. one of our convention reports, I believe. That was a convention episode. I'm gonna say that was Lemington, could have been, yeah, or was yeah. it Lemington? Maybe not. It was something like that, yeah. I remember saying, You bet, I remember, I remember having to say, No, no, don't look at me, yeah, no, stop looking at me. <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't stop. Oh laughing. yeah, no, it That's was. It, yeah, gold. it was Lemington. It was Lem- I can't remember. Was it two thousand? I wonder if we can dig that out. Yeah, we'll have okay. it. We'll have it on. Yeah. Do you think we could have it be on the third? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll dig that out. So, <laughs> may, maybe you'll hear a couple of uh, classic clips. Uh, if we yeah. do that, if we do that, um, a little celebration. Let's have a little party, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah, party episode. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I sprang that on you, but that's all right, guys. Is it? It's totally fine. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to me, yeah. mate. Honestly, it's going to be harder not Can't cutting that list down. Oh, right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. good be, stuff. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It'll be like a little best of, um, and we could probably get you lovely listeners involved. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Certainly, um, mate. For, it could be a clip show. Let, yeah. No, don't. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> V. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I tell you what, Dan. No, I'm not getting you to I'll do, do it. I'll do it and I'll edit it together. I, no, no right, right, I'm not saying this. But our lovely listeners, sometimes they've been so good with certain, you know, which episode, what happened, at what time. Um, if there's certain highlights, listeners, that you have, and these are probably comedy moments, let me know and let me know the timestamp and I will get those clips and I will edit them together. Um because I'm not going to trawl through four. Yeah, we're not going to go. Oh, do you remember that yeah, time? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that time? But Dan said bums. But if yeah. you say, oh, on episode eighty-seven, when you said this bit, you know, and if you had a time, if you had the actual time for me, that would be even better. So, if you've got any classic clips that you want us to go through, you might hear yeah. a little, uh, a little sort of a. A Jive Bunny remix? No, it won't be Jive Bunny. Um, there's a lot of people who probably don't know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll put together something funny for the eight years. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. still in planning. Still in yeah. planning. Yeah, yeah, good. 
Yes. Well done, guys. A little retrospective of yeah, things that have happened. Yes. Good and bad. Good and bad. Yes, yes. And yeah. we're looking looking forward to what the small the next press, eight years. Yeah, the small press and indie scene has in the future, and certainly we we are looking forward to talking more about it with creators new and old, and we've got some got some interesting guests coming up in the future. Don't worry, mm. you, you're going you're gonna to be spoiled later this year. Trust me, folks. Yeah. So, um, and never mind that. Vince's, oh, Vince's regularly uh, stalking someone as we speak. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That um, that celebration, that isn't the the 420 episode, is it? Uh, oh, is it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know what time is anymore. So We're it's two, three uh, weeks away. What is it? What is this one? 16. I think. No, it's one before then, isn't it? I think the one on the night, the one we recorded on the ninth, is the four twenty episode. Oh, there you go. It's the one okay. before the. It's one yeah. before the four twenty. We, we, yeah. We've already yeah. dis- we've already discussed what our. We're going to get uh, off our nut and do an episode. Subject yeah. is on four twenty, and I'm uh, licking a toad. Let, let's, it, it might be. It <laughs> might be. A, it dictionary. might be a complete trip, man. <laughs> it might be a complete yeah. trip. That's all I've got to say. Um, but I've yeah. got a marijuana t-shirt. I'll wear that for the. Don't recording. do that. You, you, we can get some. Le- we can get some legal hiding, can't we? Do it yeah. that way. Every, I tell you what, every week I speak to you guys for the past seven or years high. has been uh, a legal high. Oh, it's what I, yeah. It's I could other. try to inhale laughing gas in the show live. And then oh, let's do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> illegal now, <laughs> isn't it? It's legal. Is yeah. it? Oh, okay. I'm going to do. I'm going to do Viagra live on the show because I've never done it before. Really? Yeah. What well, do you mean, I, really? I mean, never I, needed the baby cakes. I, I, I will say it'll, it'll probably be quite hard for you. Hey, <laughs> the, uh, I was saving it, when I, saving it for when I get a foursome. That's what I'm saving it for. Yeah, I, I reach I, out I, to you, Snoop Dogg, about yeah. <laughs> I, guys. I know it's episode four twenty, but I've taken like a handful of these little blue pills, and I don't know what they do. What am I supposed to do? This stick it up my ass. <laughs> That's a line from Train Spotting. Oh yeah. God! Anyway, oh, so I'm going to do a load of heroin. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> a load of scag. Do a load um, of crack. Just, yeah. just a, a disclaimer. We're not going to do any of that. We're I'm going to do a load of meth. We're probably all just. We're probably all just going to have a, a nice cup of tea. <laughs> do you remember that episode of Brass? The drugs episode, and they go to that uh, boardroom, <laughs> and all the people in there are doing different types of drugs, and they're trying to have a meeting. <laughs> That's fucking classic. I mean, is that the Imagine one we're going about? Like that. Hey mate, have you got any cake? What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Czechoslovakian drug. Yeah, he goes out in Card Harbour Lane in Brixton. Asking yeah, for, for asking cake. for cake on the front line. Mate, you, yeah. he didn't get fucking stabbed, it's beyond me. <laughs> He's great, isn't he there. great? Yeah, yeah, Chris Morris, brilliant. Good. Anyway, right. speaking of brilliant, do we have any shout-outs this week, gents? I think yes. I've done most of mine, but because um, I mentioned that comic smell, didn't I? But the, just to remind everyone, that I will be... I'll, I'll like, Don't worry, the tech will be fine, because I'll be running it. <laughs> for the drink and draw which is on the 23rd of july at 7 30 p.m that's um friday the 23rd so come along Uh, i'll be putting the link up in the slack if you're not on the slack you bloody well should be but Mm. if you're not then just reach out to one of us and we'll have the link handy to pass you in fact i'm going to create as soon as we finish this show i'll create the link Um, so just a very cash drink and draw friday the 23rd okay nice that's my only one um, on 16th of July, we spoke about our lovely friends at Avery Hill. Um, have been have organised a load of talks and the South London Comic and Zine Fair. Yeah, to Stanley Arts in North. You're definitely going down, aren't you? I'm defo going. Yeah, yeah. confirmed. Um, 
if you're interested in any of the <laughs> if you're interested in any of the talks of which um, I'm about to give you the list of them in a minute um, they're free to attend but space is limited so they ask that people pre-book via Eventbrite Wow. Of which we can uh, put links. Oh, you can like book for like free events on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the talks are organising your own comics event, which is quite interesting with some of the past shows we we've had as well. That'd be a good chat. Graphic novels in progress. Starting your own comics publisher. Self-publishing versus working with a publisher, and a Czechoslovakian graphic literature talk. So, um, lots of interesting chats there. So, like I say, if you they're all free to attend while at the uh, Comic and Zine Fair, but if you want to, just pre-book your tickets just to make sure you can. I won't have to do that uh, since I'll so, be there on the day. Yeah. So <laughs> he said it several times, so now you can actually hold him to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna uh, wear your OCP T-shirt. Well, considering we're in South Norway, it'd be a flak vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nunchucks. Jesus, it's gonna look like a ninja turtle. I was thinking, oh, it's not that bad. South you're a, you're a was, face down there, aren't you? I watched that video of the school kid running down the road with machete. <laughs> uh, maybe, I, maybe I think rethink. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, uh, Dan, do you have any uh, shout outs? Harmless fun. Uh, <laughs> Bullet Adventures issue one to four. Superior action and family dynamics issue four. Dale learns as much about the present day as Lane does about being a hero. <laughs> This issue introduces VTuber <laughs> sensation, the influencer. Uh, that's got another. He really th- throws himself into that promo, doesn't he? Are you getting paid <laughs> for this? No, no, no. Right. It's not not a lawless deal. <clears throat> uh, and we've got boxes magazine issue one, a brand new comic magazine showcasing new short works from a range of exciting and interesting indie comic creators. And that's go. flying towards it. Go could do with a little bit more of a, a hand that one. So that's from my yep. friends at third bear press so do go check that out and always go to third bear press for all your um underground comics needs they've got a load of, load of new stuff in as well it's absolutely lo- you sc- scroll down the page and you see the different kind of artwork and story going to be in it it's yeah. really fantastic nice work it, it's the only way you're going to get it outside of maybe one or two comic shops if you're lucky mm-hmm. and also if you don't want to pay fucking 30 pound shipping fee for a single comic you know mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um and uh can i have one last one last go shout for it, out go for it uh Shoot my rain, who did the uh, the haunted nerd, his podcast. We did a summer of action. Uh, I think Tony, your le- uh, episode was legendary. Steven Seagal. They've got you... hold of that at work, by the way. Somebody has found <laughs> it at work, <laughs> and they somebody said to me the other day, "What do you mean he's got range? What do you mean he can play? <laughs> he can play Indiana Jones and Michael Jackson?" <laughs> I think yes. I then say, "It's not racist. He's got range." That's what I say. Fine. So the Indiana Jones, Bridget Jones, Michael Jackson, he can play anything. And they've got a hold of it at work and they, they keep oh. saying that to me now. God. Yeah. There's uh, that clip you sent around of that wine thing, that <laughs> wine promo with uh, Steve No, it Scow. wasn't me. Somebody else stuck it on the on the Slack. It was just mm. making me laugh. Oh, yeah. It was Steve Scow and his wife at the time, Kelly LeBrock. How cringe it? is that? Oh and they're God. sort of like doing a wine thing and it's kind of like they try and be sensual. And it's like, oh, this is my awkward thing ever. So go watch out. But anyway, uh, there was episode 34 I did was uh, uh, look back at Cobra. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things at the time in the Transformers the movie, the Stan Bush's song, The Touch, it was originally written for Cobra. Okay. They didn't use it for a reason. But I cut it into the clip from the film. So you've got Cobra running and... Uh, 
Cobra the film with the music from The Touch. I tried to put it on YouTube, but it got banned off of there for a couple of reasons. But Stuart's uploaded it to the site. So if you want to know what uh, okay. uh, Cobra sounds like with uh, The Touch, go check it I've out. I've got that on vinyl, the album, the Transformers album. That's a great album. It's a great album. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, yeah. Was it you that made the case that Cobra is a Giallo movie? Because I think it kind of is. I've seen that recently. Uh, it wasn't me, but I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. Cool. Speaking of totally, let's talk about some totally cool totally. comics. Yeah, <clears throat> totally, I got totally, totally blown rad. away today by reading a comic, and I I started going, "Look at this comic, it's great!" And then you guys, like, read it. what's <laughs> this? Yeah. I need to read this. Yeah, and then wow, I we don't, know why, don't know why I'm talking because... like Marvel, Marvin the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. At, this won't be out till Monday, so I presume that kind of big. The internet's uh, already spoiled or, something for you. Has it spoiled it? Oh, are we going right. to spoil it? Are, are we going? Yes. Are we going to start with this one? Are we going to start with this? Okay. Full, full, yeah, yeah. Full spoilers. Yeah. So yes. this is for the comic Void Rivals by Robert Kirkman, Lorenzo de la Felicini, and Matthias Lopez. Now, this massive spoilers, spoiler in this massive spoiler alert for the next probably ten minutes or so. <laughs> while we talk about this, yeah. So yeah, fast forward if you don't want to hear about this. Yeah. I only knew this comic from Robert Kirkman, and what happens in it? I'd heard like. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Okay, I, right. I've got the synopsis right here. Yeah, go is, for it. There's no, no spoilers. This is what's on Comixology. Okay, and uh, this is the story synopsis. Never mind all the other gump. War rages around the Sacred Ring, where the last remnants of two worlds have collapsed around a black hole in a never-ending war. However, when pilot Darak and his rival Salila both crash on a desolate planet, these two enemies must find a way to escape together. But are they alone on this strange planet? And what dark forces await that threaten the entire universe? Now, yeah, it's like a human sort of enemy mine thing, doesn't it? That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly mm. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this I thought, is oh, enemy, doing mine. enemy mine. Yeah. yeah. But I thought, oh, this is really cool. This is. Because um... I went into this just to paint the picture for this. This was literally, as Dan said, he just whatsapped us out of the blue sort of saying you you should check this out avoid any spoilers avoid you know anything about it yeah. just read it i think you'll dig it i did exactly that i didn't know what this book yeah was. me too yeah I, I saw the great cover which is an awesome cover of like the two characters sort of um the one i, I can see is like the characters are sort of stood there but they're sort of split down the middle and there's a black hole in the background so it just looks like an awesome sci-fi book it really does yeah Gen- uh, kind of generic sci-fi yeah yeah it does a bit yeah, yeah. i immediately thought you know th- there was a certain feeling of like out of darkness the way like the way i looked at it and i was like oh yeah i'm getting this kind of vibe from that okay let's give this a go and uh and because i didn't know anything about that the surprise and it uh, keeps it, you waiting for it it, it does yeah. i tell you what i yeah. tell you what it does it has a surprise it has a surprise twist which the internet has no doubt surpri- ruined for many of you listening but the absolute unadulterated joy I had from that surprise, not yeah. knowing anything about this, was I haven't had an experience like that for quite some time. We, mm. We'll probably say on this the Slack and t- mm. wherever, read this before we do this review because I, I kind of want you to have yeah. that experience. Yeah. The last thing yeah. I want to say before you before you take over, Dan, is I thought leading up to that surprise, I was just thoroughly enjoying the book as it was. Yes. So essentially, they're, they're two warring factions, aren't they? One yeah. pilot from each, and they've been blown off a course during their dogfight and landed on like some remote planet. And each one of their fighter craft is in a state of 
they, they can't operate. Mm. One of them has like to... a, a hat, like the, the glove of their suit has its own sort of AI, doesn't it? And like, it's called like Android. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> Android. I, I like the way that he builds in these sort of rules about you're not allowed to tell your name to a member of this yeah. race and stuff. There's a, there's, a, there's a very extensive set of rules that are introduced, which goes to stop you thinking that anything is going to surprise you in the way that it does, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's kind of set up. You think, okay, I can kind of, because uh, I've clocked quite early on that uh, one of the characters seems to be male and the other one's female. You think, yeah, yeah I thought they were just going to bone or something. Yeah, they kind of like <laughs> suddenly realise, hold on, we're actually, you know, we, we, we should get on. And, uh, and we're like, we're like a bit of Lego. We can bit, fit into each other. Yeah, 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 But their entire society seems to be fit around do not, interact with the other one the other society they're fucking horrible they're scum and it's heretical but, even to be telling me a name but the way that like Derek sort of says to one of them well is there bits of their ship that we can use to get off here yes can i fix it on my own no so i yeah. kind of need to, i need this person i need to work with them <laughs> yeah you know, I, it's very well written this whole thing yeah. is really That's well crafted kind of what caught me off when you get the kind of reveal a bit later but they're kind of like working with each other and they're begrudgingly started trying to build up a bit of trust and they've already got preconceptions about what the other one's going to do and when they don't do them like well, that's a bit odd like i thought you was going to fucking do me in there but mm. no we're not and so both through kind of working together their, their ship they can't get their ships working. One detonates and explodes, and they're kind of stuck. So uh, they scout off, and one of them comes back and says, "I've seen Sank over the, this ridge. It's amazing." You have to and come when and when you see when you see that, I thought there was a. I thought it was something Star Wars like in its design, the way it was sort of. There's Star Wars ships. Yeah, it looked a bit almost like a Battlestar yeah. Galactica ship. To yeah, me as well. it was that kind of thing. I was thinking, what is what is that? Where are we going? It it was exciting. See, there you go. So, Tom's yeah, just like... replied, and he Tom's just read it because in our little group, uh, I already so said Tom was the last one. He said that was brilliant, really solid storytelling. So yeah. there's That's a Tom, uh, Tom Curry uh, fourth beat. Yeah, there's the aircraft, the spaceship, and it's half buried in rock with only it's kind of one of its wings sticking out, and the the two of them clamber clamber over it, pump in some energy into it to kind of get it running to see if it's working okay and uh you hear the sound effect and it, it stands up and it's uh Jetfire from the yeah. transformers and i was like what the fuck <laughs> I was totally like that and also i will say the art in this book is amazing yeah um but seeing that was another level up because i always find we've spoken about it before drawing transformers in comics is a skill unto itself yes Christ, yeah and that was just that was a phenomenal reveal the way it was done i was, I was exactly like you dan it was so exciting i just I didn't see that coming anywhere and it's it's like yeah i'm i'm like a cybertronian scientist and it's like where am i how long have i been here mm. and he, he sort of clocks that he's been stranded on this planet for like millions of years yeah because so he, he, he looks at the the way that the metal on his skin has sort of degraded, isn't it? From like, wind erosion and yeah. stuff. So it kind of you've got a reframing now of the Transformers story where it was set predominantly in um, present day. We're now like millions of years in the future, and what's what's changed? So that's a massive like frame time reference to kind of put your head around. And that's and and, and that like shortly after that happens, that character sort of moves on. Yeah. Leaving thought, you... Oh, that's going to be the end of the story. Where, and where I was like, we're going to go from it, here. It wasn't. And then I was like, what? Yeah. what? 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 
he's, he's gonna fly back off to Cybertron to find out what's happened with the Civil War. I don't know what's gonna happen there. Yeah. And yeah, the final spoiler for the comic. They they um, they sort of realize that they're, they're kind of stranded on this moon. And they they cannibalize their armor. They might be able to make a use their flight gear to repair one of their ships. They take off their helmets and essentially they're, they're identical races like looking at one another one's got like a, a an orange jewel and the other one's like a green jewel and it's just like, going to be sexy oh, time now isn't it? yeah just going to be and sexy the, time. that that Derek is it what's the the main the fella's name yeah Derek. yeah he says oh we're the same it's just like my vision and they're like she's like what the, vision the thing that caught me about that right it's like it's just like my vision they've got stones in their forehead yeah. So when I looked at that and said it's just like my vision and they bolded vision, I immediately uh, thought vision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get you. Yeah, because yeah. it was. I thought, it was... oh, Infinity Stones or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it it was a, it was a panel that sort of was very reminiscent of you know the Vision uh, comic book series, the Tom King one. Mm. It's sort of like that. Oh wow, you know. So but... yeah, this comic serves as the, the launch of the Energon universe. It's kind of strange. It said Robert Kirkman's all new Transformers and GI Joe shared universes continues every month in void rivals but it's like how is it going to continue with if it's set far in the future perhaps the the characters lost well, it. I, I I've, I've kind of got faith in him that he'll pull it off oh yeah totally. yeah, yeah, yeah you know that's the thing with him yeah. i kind of think that he's probably got a plan for it Com- and it'll work completely as a good pulpy reading experience and do, you know what, do you know what i like about it i think he's uh this is, i mean for all of the multimedia stuff that kirkman does um he loves comics and he loves yeah. making comics yeah. that are comics Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like they, these are just fucking comics. It doesn't make it. It doesn't matter if they get adapted into something or they got a video game time or whatever. It's like these are fucking comics, and he makes stuff. And, and, the, you know, and no spoilers. With there is a chance that what he's planning may connect into another medium. So oh, nice. I think he's he's going to make bank on that, which I'm pleased. Yeah. But so at the end of that, you got the advert menu for Transformers oh, One by God. Daniel Warren Johnson, not over 2023. Yeah. Which is and it's got a picture of Prime. Sort of uh, that needs pre-ordering. Poised. Doesn't it? Yeah. He, he yeah, looks yeah. like a linebacker from the NFL. Yeah, and he, he's already because it's sort of come out. He he said online, yes, there will be suplexes. Like fucking <laughs> Daniel Warren Johnson doing Transformers. Forget that about it. Fucking go. And I think just I, fucking I think forget about. I mean, as we're recording, I think it's sold out pretty much, or it's about to yeah. sell out this first yeah. issue. So you need to get it, and you also need to pre-order all the the upcoming books. I'd say mm-hmm. if, if 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 yeah, he's on it. And you know all these people are on it, then it's going to be a yeah. class act, I think. And there's two, there's two one, GI Joe yeah. comics coming um, later in the year. Okay, so um, December 2023 by Joshua Williamson, Williamson and Tom Riley. This is Duke number one. And, by Joshua Williamson. Okay. Yeah. Right. Who's and the short, other writer? Um, the Cobra Commander is Joshua Williamson and Andrea Milana. So Josh Williamson oh, okay. seems to be covering. The GI Joe ones. Now those books are releasing a month after each other, so I would imagine that. Well, some, fingers crossed for them. Some, something, yeah. s- something big is coming, and um, I think this will go down as one of the big things that happens in comics. Issues. I just hope they lean into the military side of it. Yes. Yeah. And make it. Uh, you know what I mean? I just and also it's I, I GI Joe for a reason. And also, know? but there's the military side of it. And certainly there's a Transformers side of it. But to counterpoint that, I also want it to be fun. I don't, you know, we've had a lot of Transformers, you know, there's there's a certain grimness to it. I don't want it to be very dark because Optimus Prime is big, blocky, red and blue. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's like there's got to mm-hmm. be a sense of fun in there and yeah. danger that comics can do. You know, I don't want the, you know, the Zack Snyder Transformers. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 yeah I also don't want the Tilly Walden transformed. Do you know what <laughs> no, I mean? It's no, like, yeah. do you know but what I'm I, saying by that? And, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it feels like it's, I, yeah, like like you, Tony. I'm hopeful. This is like, yeah, I don't want right. the, I don't want the, I don't want the, the teeny Howard yeah. GI Joe. You know, I don't need sit that. around fucking yeah. talking. And this is yeah. not to say anything. I know Transformer, <laughs> Transformers have been doing. They did some amazing stuff with IDW before IDW. I think they, they don't. They've lost mm. it, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so, and I know there's a lot of our listeners who have been reading those or have read those, and are big fans. And that's great. And th- those are certainly books that you know I that have always been on my. I need to check those out. Much like the Turtles ones from IDW. Mm. Yeah. One of those. Oh, I need to check those out one day. Um, but this is just. Just a pleasant surprise. Thank you very much, Dan, for this. Cause... No worries. Yeah, it's a good chat. I like it when we yeah. do that and go, fucking hell, you read this. And yeah. then we all fucking scramble to read And it. to discover it on the... on the, It felt like, even though it was all digital the way I read it, it felt like someone ran out of a comic book shop and said, you got to check this out. And I ran into the yeah. comic book shop and picked it up. It was yeah. a, there was a real energy... Word of mouth, baby. And joy it about it. Before anyone yeah. could sort of say, oh, do you know they've released this now? So, you know. Get on it. But yeah. past the spoilers, I think you'll enjoy it anyway because it's a very well-crafted book. And another example yeah. of why Robert Kirkman, I think he is in the in the, the sort of in the realm of like Millar and things like that. They are the the goats. Do you know what I mean? The the, the way that they craft comic books yeah. is pretty. They're the governors, they're, aren't they? Yeah. And where was the comic that. book that came out recently, not from Millar, that that had this kind of heat around it? And yeah. He's doing well to kind of generate that kind of noise. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. at least. So, yeah, I think so. Fair play to him. And it's quality, man. It's quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I give a shout out to my second one? Yes. The, okay. Uh, go for it, go for I know it. we're going a bit out of order here. Uh, we decided on the Slack to do uh, an impromptu Dragons Claws read through yeah. because <laughs> uh, they're they're doing a read through on the Oink blog, which Oink was like a kind of. Uh, would you say a kind of kids comic? I don't know. I, yeah, I think that's doing it in the injustice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit more kind of one of those ones an adult could an read and get something. Yeah. yeah. And they're doing like a month read through, uh, an issue a month of uh, Dragon's Claws. So I grabbed my trade signed by uh, Jeff Senior himself and reread the first issue. And again, this fucking just moves. Reading mm. the the intro to it, and it's like, oh, it's really influenced by uh, Rollerball. So yeah, I can see. <laughs> I was so disappointed when Tarantino didn't like Rollerball on his podcast the other day. I fucking really? love that movie. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame, man. I've, yeah. I fucking I, love it. Moon Pie. What a just the, the whole, not just the sport, the whole messaging behind it is just, just absolutely. Maybe you should, maybe you should read Harlem Heroes. You might get it then, money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get something from that. I've, yeah. I've read the, the short book and listen to an audio version of Rollerball, and it's like okay. this. This could do with a, a like a TV series of this playing out because I think I mentioned on this podcast before about like the whole fact of like the corporate society. It's like we're we're kind of heading that way now. Yeah. Mm. Did you see that fucking insane story the other day? I was reading when uh, an Amazon driver sort of it might be a fucking a, a, a tall tale, but like he heard something from the, oh, the Amazon buzzer. Yeah. And then complained, and then you thought it was Amazon, homophobic or something. Yeah, they shut down the house, and there was no one in at the time. I so said that that can't be right. But uh, just as a, an idea for a story, I was like, bloody hell, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Dragon's Claws. Uh, if you want to join along in that read through, uh, where well, you can do that. Oh, on right, so I've, I, I, yeah, I've got the collection of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. Actually, so, yeah, I've got the yeah. Panini one. Yeah, might, yeah, yeah. I think I'll join you on that. Dan. Just <laughs> just blast it through. I think the second issue. Was my favourite one out of the entire 
run. I, I, I read that till the cover fell off. Hmm. I'd love to see you do a pinup of uh, Dragon's Yeah, Dead, a bit yeah. of fan art. I think you'd really nail it. I think I might try that. I've yeah, tried Dragon's Helmet is the hardest fucking thing. Oh, I that and uh, <laughs> that and shot him, uh, shot him dog Johnny Alpha's his headwear. So yeah. tough to draw. It's yeah. really, yeah, really sick. Tough helmet. Yeah, tough, tough helmet. Yeah. Dan can't get his head around. It's really hard to pull off. <laughs> Nobs. <laughs> Crumbs. Bob Crumbs. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Great one, Dan. Okay, Tony, do you want to take it away? Yeah, I've got a few. So first one is um, one that was sent through to us called Still Earth by Navy Bird. Don't know who this person is. They sent their comic through, which is very nice of them. Thank you very much. Um, don't know where they're from or anything. Um, so this is a little summary, a little intro. The residents of Earth woke up to a surprise one day. One half woke up to the right and woke up to the night and the other to the day. All throughout the land, from the bottom to the top and far between, they found that the Earth that used, that used to spin now stood still. That's quite a nice little intro, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. Nice little premise. Um, it's a collection of stories by the same creator, Navy Bird. It's navy.bird.art on Instagram and Navy Bird on Twitter. I think they have just followed us. Oh, interesting. It's Hello. six chapters. Oh, uh, yeah. Six chapters. You can go and read them for free, actually, at navybirdcomic.com. Or it's also on Webtoons. I don't understand Webtoons, so I read it in the. <laughs> um, I went into this totally blind. Um, hadn't previously heard of them. Um, no idea what, what they're after or what the kind of books they had done previously before it. And. Do you know what? As I said earlier, I kind of like that. and I dig that. I think this podcast has meant that I've read comics that I normally wouldn't. You know, it's moved me out of my comfort zone, which we've talked about numerous times in the past before. And I think sometimes I, when I flick through it, I didn't think I'd like this book, honestly. Okay. Um, and I think sometimes we imprint our preconceptions and our own wants and needs on a book that we shouldn't absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I thought, I'm just going to go into this open-minded. I'm just going to read it, and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. Um, it has its lettering issues. A couple, there's a couple of issues. Be careful with your kerning um, navy. Um, and the art is instinctual. Um, it does fluctuate a little bit in quality between stories, which I'm going to put down to sometimes collections are like that, aren't they? Some You don't know when the most recent one was drawn compared to the newest one. The newest one might have been a month ago, might have been a week ago. And the first one might have been 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? You don't really know about this sort of thing. But there's something here. There genuinely is something original. And there's a real... I don't think I've read a comic recently that is so fluid in imagery. It really does flow in even into the almost lack of traditional structure of human bodies and stuff like that. You know? um, there's a story called The Conductor and the Ballerina, which I think is probably my favourite. And this is a book that really does focus on strange stuff on um almost like a, there's a musicality to it there's a, a poetry to it in a way mm -hmm. and the conductor and the ballerina tells um of a spiritual connections between the conductor who is a musical conductor and this sort of astral ghostly ballerina um and while she dances she morphs in and she's she's almost um translucent you know um and the conductor uses his baton partly like a baton and partly like a wand to create spires and landscapes as part of the um, intuition of the music, I suppose. It, it, it's very fresh. I hadn't seen this before and I liked what it did. Um, quite captivating. Um, and who'd have thought, you know, 
bloke, a bloke who just likes usually watching reading comics about people punching each other. <laughs> really enjoyed a comic about a conductor and a ballerina. Um, the writing is experimental, and you can see that Navy uses some purposeful repetition in the dialogue. Um, that initially I went, oh, geez, they said that a minute ago, and then it happens again, and you think, oh, they're doing it on purpose. I get this now. Interesting. You begin to see this sort of um, stylistic band forming. Um, Nobody in the world would consider this to be commercial. And I also kind of like that because this is just you, this person making a comic and sticking it out there, which I kind of liked. Um, and if you're going to make a comic for yourself, why not just fucking go for it? And they put it up for free as well. You know, it's not as if it's just massive commercial venture of fucking YouTube videos and nonstop tweeting or anything like that. It's just a comic that is a, quite a beautiful little artifact. I think there's some issues, as we discussed earlier with... Um, uh, collections and anthologies of the quality between stuff. I think some of the stories are better done than others. Uh, the King's Bathroom could have done with some, it's called the story called The King's Bathroom, it could have done with some more coherent panels. And coherence of what you see in a panel isn't always, you know, sometimes it's line and colour that's working in a panel as opposed to form. Um, but yeah, genuinely, I really, I really did have a good morning looking at this. I read this quite early because normally I'm, you know, it's the morning of the podcast or the morning before that that I'll read a read a comic to review but this one we've been going through the review copies and we've seen what there is to look mm. at and, and, and i looked at this one um have a i would say to navy have a think about the running order of your stories when you're putting this together um which obviously i don't know how at what, what point they put it together because the stories are separated on the website so this wouldn't affect that but as a, as a, a running digital or physical copy i think you need to be careful when you're using solid colors and maybe two or three colours in a story. For example, if you're doing a story that's blue and green, don't have it right next to another story that's blue and green. Yeah. Because you yeah. kind of keep reading and think, oh, is this the same one? No. Is it? Do you know what I mean? It's not always self-evident. Um, and if I think also I love the premise, and it's it's got a little quirky poetry to it, you know, the premise of this, the earth stops spinning. You know, it, it, it has, you know, um, ecological implications and it has, you know, emotional resonance the world stopped turning for me you know it's almost like that i think lean into it a bit more mm. i think it's a lovely idea should should they go more literal with it i'm going to say i don't know it's not my decision to make okay i just kind of did get to the end of it and think oh how how does that work is it just a lovely idea to have as a title and have a, li a little idea at the start or is some is something that sort of should be a line throughout all the stories i don't know that's totally a personal thing it just to me it, i got to the end and thought oh okay where did that go where did where did they go with that you know um but yeah so it's good still earth by navy bird um i was in the perfect mood to read it as well i think you know yeah. you find that bit of peace in the day don't you and you read something yeah. and uh, yeah that was that was part of it yes yeah. yeah, my first one Nice, yeah. nice one. Um, my next one. Um, I was in the perfect mood to read this one. It followed on. I was so excited about comics after reading the one that Dan recommended that um, I looked around and uh, realised there was a, a new series um, from a creator, past guest on the on the show, um, the writer Doug Wagner. This is a he's picking by, him out, and he's kicking yeah, him out. He's, yeah, he's a few coming out from him. Yeah. his new one. Um, so he's the writer. Artist is Doug Dabs. Colorist Matt Wilson, letterer Ed Dukeshire, designer Erica Schnatz, and this is 
Click, click, boom, number one. This is an image book. Will Smith story. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, full colour, 28 pages. Um, here's the synopsis. Um, being raised by her doomsday prepping grandfather in the rolling hills of Idaho, Sprout has never been around other people, watched TV, or seen clothes outside of army fatigues. Now she's headed to the big lights of New York City to avenge her grandfather's murder. But will the city's mesmerising glitz and glam help her succeed or be the death of her? And and what who Sprout is, is a mute assassin who communicates exclusively through Polaroid pictures. Okay. Um, I did not know. I, I will say I was so excited by comics and I saw this a new Doug Wagner book and the cover looks pretty cool. Uh, I bought it without... <laughs> I just, I was like, right, I won't read this. This is one of those, you know, just pick it up off the shelf kind of things. <laughs> yeah, no uh, brainer in it. I must yeah. get this actually. They tend to put his stuff on my ball list actually, so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's there waiting yeah. for me on Saturday. Um, and I didn't really know anything about this, so it's another sort of like going in cold. I didn't, I didn't know that synopsis. That's the first time I've read that synopsis. So I just saw the book for what it was, and what what it is, is just a supremely fun, interesting, and it's going to be an action packed book. Uh, less less so in the realms of the dark and twisted things like plastic and and all and all the other ones like that we've talked about on the on the past show um this little bit of crime there's it's hard to describe it but it is very kinetic immediately this this girl sprout is someone that she seems she immediately seems likable because she does, she's literally got an old Polaroid camera, and she's taking pictures of people, and then just sort of holding the picture. You know, she's got a bag that she's collecting all these Polaroid pictures, and it, it's a great way to tell a comic book as well. Because like a Polaroid picture is a snapshot in time, isn't it? It's that real yeah. without without any words. There's a story there, mm. um, and when you first see her, she's outside of a restaurant. Um, and you can tell she's just gone to New York because the panels leading up to it, all wordless, are kind of like selfies that she's these she's dropped along the street, you know. So you can see her with the Statue of Liberty behind her, or she's on the she's on a tube train, or things like that, or she's in a library. But they're all sort of sell, Polaroid selfies. And then you see a picture that is literally this this family um, looking pretty miserable, having a birthday celebration, and it cuts to the scene where they're having they're trying to have this like private moment. On, the, on a window seat at a restaurant and she's like she's excitedly sort of like holding the picture up to them going look 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 you know that kind of thing but they don't know her they, at all it's almost like she's seeing this wonderful interaction and the guy actually looks up and looks quite pissed off and he says go away you're ruining my kid's birthday which are the first lines of dialogue in this book and, <laughs> and you see her she disappears later she disappears from the scene. I love panels that work like this as well because they they carry on with their birthday party. You see her disappear, and when the cake come back comes back, she sort of angles back onto the frame and takes a picture of the cake, and then leaves a picture of the cake on the window. So you've already got this quirky sort of main character who has like bright pink hair. She's got sort of quirky sort of clothes. Um, doesn't say a word, and you get some people of the city that are just obnoxious. There was one guy that just uh says is a little is quite misogynistic and just smacks her on the, smacks her on the backside and she turns around and uh, of course he he's giving us the right douchebag sort of attitude yeah and he's going oh are you interested and she just she's got like a, a very sort of emotionless look on her face which is the first sign 
because normally you've seen her and she's really excited but she has an emotionless look and she just lifts the camera up and takes a picture of him and then walks away and i i saw that and thought that's going to come back to bite that guy there's there's something <laughs> something's going to happen there um and she sort of walks away and then she walks into this this building and it all seems you know she just seems like a quirky fun character she stops outside this this corporate building and then she reaches into a bag a bag that's full of polaroids pulls out a gun walks into a bank and i'll say no more after that um this is it's a masterfully sort of written issue i was i just absolutely flew through it um i think they've come up with a really interesting way of telling this story in two ways because you have obviously sprout is someone who who communicates through polaroids and they are snapshots in time and sometimes we do see a like a flashback you like you look at the picture and then you see the flashback of that scene that led up to that polaroid which is nice but they also the polaroids also act as scene transitions as well okay to another character who is i think is going to be the voice of this story and the voice of this story is um basically someone who's uh like a, they're trying to be a journalist they're trying to be like a true crime sort of podcast journalist they're not right. being they're not being taken seriously but they're trying to investigate this weird case which is about sprout so they're sort of the voice of this like trying to figure out what's going on and the two the two worlds will collide and come together in a very interesting way i think the mystery is going to be really cool i think there's going to be a lot of action in it there's one scene which I actually had a visceral reaction to it. I don't know whether I was just high on comics at the time, but there was one panel. The art by Doug Dabbs is it does is wonderful stuff. The color Matt Wilson on the colors does a brilliant work as well. So Doug of, Dabbs is not the guy he's worked with previously on the ones. No, this is a yeah yeah. I haven't seen uh, Dabbs's work before, but it's really good. Right. Um, but you you get a traditional. A, you know sprout turns up to lay the smack down on some characters and you see some like white sort of wide panels of individual shots of people just getting smacked in the face elbowed on the head and there's one shot of someone getting kicked in the nuts right it's a close-up so you can just see like the shin and the calf of her foot as it's connecting with this bloke's crotch right i have <laughs> never seen something like this that made me go oh god because there's the way that it's sort of crosshatched and sketched you can see where she's kicked him so hard his ball bag has moved up in the trousers you can see the lump in the trousers <laughs> where she's connected and i was like oh my god i felt that fucking panel in fact i'm going to screenshot it just to send it to you gents in a sec yes. because it's the most realistic kick in the gonads i've ever seen in a comic um but then towards the, the, the you know you, you see a little bit more of the characters before uh, a little bit after that leading to a, a larger mystery the main character herself she seems to change her hair color all the time so clearly there's a history there that I'm looking forward to seeing. She switches between being really excited. A book like this, especially when you're dealing with a mute character, it's all about the facial acting, isn't it? It's literally got to be... Because if you've got someone that... That's has, the worst communicating, yeah. Yeah, and it's absolutely on point. This has got some very good... Not an facial. easy thing to do, to pull off, actually. No, 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 no. And especially a character that has to go from someone that's so full of joy and then all of a sudden sociopath like just cold just absolutely cold uh and he absolutely nails it this is a real 
joyous surprise. I'm I'm in for the whole thing to see. I I, I don't I surprise. I'm guessing this is like a five issue, five or six issue miniseries. I think that's what uh, Wagner and his crew normally do, isn't it? Looking forward yeah. to seeing where it goes and and the mystery that's going to come out. I think it's going to be quite personal and a little bit more of a sad story rather than a rollicking sort of you know gore fest. It's um, yeah. I must get on this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. and, and the yeah. cover cover for issue two, which is coming in July, it's just another. It's just great. I just love the look of it. It's, it's a colourful book as well. That's what I like about this, and it has elements of sort of darkness going beneath it. But this is a very much Technicolor. You use use the bright palettes, but in a real nice way. So yeah, click click boom, another high recommendation for me. And uh, fantastic, yeah. nice one, Vic. Just just for the gonad kick. Yeah. <laughs> If nothing else, no, nothing better than a kick in the balls, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. better than a kick in the balls, and you won't see a better kick in the balls all year than, <laughs> than this book. Uh, speaking of, uh, no, that's the wrong sort of segue to talk about gonads. But Tony, do you want to? Am I, am I last now? I've got the, oh, yeah, everyone yeah. done yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah so I've, mine's are like a very brief roundup of recent mini comics that I've got hold of. Um, they've got three. First one, Monster Tinder, an Inktober zine. And this is by L. J. Walker. You can find L at ljwalker.com, which is e double l j walker.com. Um, L. Drew, that's a great um, name. That's a great name. Monster, Monster Tinder. Tinder. Tinder yeah. And it just, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it kind of lives up to it. So <clears throat> I think for every day, I'm going to say a couple of years ago, L. Drew a different profile on each page uh, of like a monster who's on Tinder. Um, and I don't know what the icons are like on Tinder, but I'm guessing these are all. It's like a cross and a star and a heart on the bottom. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's it's valid. I know you, yeah. you spend your time on. You're the more game. of a grinder guy. Yeah. More of a grinder, yeah, yeah. That that's, must be different. Then I can't <laughs> imagine there's many hearts on grinder, are there? I don't know. But no. uh, <laughs> the um, so for each page is a different thing. It's just a it's just a fun little gag, uh, mini book, mini comic. Uh, for example, Frank. The one page is Frank. Now, you might guess who that might be if it's a monster at the end of. Mm. Some of my parts are more experienced than others. He says that. <laughs> so you can only guess what that means. Yeah. Um, Alina, who's a griffin, I think she is. Unable to use this app myself, my friend will vet potential suitors because I don't think she's got hands. Um, Bella, 103, 103 years old. Succubus, but finally ready to settle down. So it's just a quick, fun read. You know, it's just a fun little thing um, in black and white because it's from Inktober. Yeah, it's a cool little thing, isn't it? It's a good idea. Nice. Uh, next one is Desolation Bay by Robert Sergal. This is a fantastic by... name. Another, I love yeah, that. Yeah, a really interesting book this is. It's by KilgoreBooks.com. Um, you can find, and it, well, it's a story about the superstition and lives of the now extinct Selknam, aka owner people of Patagonia. Uh, and it's oh, wow. based in Tierra del Fuego in 1831. And it deals with a legend amongst this tribe of a creature called the Shenu. And this creature has a sort of reign of terror um, on the, the village and on the people in this small village um, who are now extinct. Um, but what it does, it's got a really good twist, which I won't ruin. But what it's actually doing is it's talking about gender divides, gender politics, but not in a big, not in a Twitter way, you know, in yeah. a clever way about the difference between men and women um, and a way that one controls the other that's all i'll say about it mm. nice little twist yeah very okay. good. yeah um and not an agenda i, I know we're rather tired of it to be fair sometimes aren't we but not in that sort of gender politics way you think it is this is different mm. this is almost like using history to di- display something now it's an interesting point mm. um 
Well, the final one is um, by is My Mum is Dead <laughs> by David. It's David with a T on it, Dunlop. Now, I think David was mentioned by Al when he was on, was it last month, talking about um, original art. Um, right, okay. Yeah, about his work, and he's always worth popping by the table. And we had we one of, one of the few high points with Glasgow was we popped by his table and I had a chat with him, and he was, he was a very nice guy. You can find him on Twitter at David T. Dunlop. Um, it's a book that's interesting. So it is, in fact, a, um, a book of some of the work-in-progress pages from David Dunlop's new book, My Mum is Dead. So... I think this is like a teaser for an upcoming longer form book. But what he does, and this is very McKean-esque, is he uses different styles within the book. Do you know if you read something like Black Dog um, by McKean, he, he almost purposely uses different cartooning styles on different pages. So the first four pages of this very short comic are very buildings and stuff are very realistic. But when you get to see... The young kid, the young kid is drawn in pencil line um, in black and white, but but sprayed about the page, giving it um, both a historical POV and also um, a, a strange reality to it. You get, for example, Love Heart Sweets or an old notebook or stuff. And it's stuff that is maybe 70s or 80s age specific for the, for the page. So you get that. So you get this sort of push of color, but banging up against this black and white pencil line of the kid as sort of now and then reality, not reality stuff. And I think it's based in Northern Ireland, this story. Yeah, it clearly is. And um, then in the back, you get a really interesting 24 panel grid, which is not easy to do, I would suggest in a mini comic um, of an almost like an infographic styled sequential art approach, um, which is, I'll send you a screenshot of this guys, just so you can see it, but it's, it's got this sort of, black and very clean um uh, very, not really rendered you know there's no you know there's no shading or color or anything on on the pages but there's two pages of what happens between kids and a family and a car and it's interesting i think as a teaser for a mate he actually kindly gave it to me as a present but the as a teaser for the, the upcoming book this is definitely going to be of interest i think this is something that has got something um it's hard to tell what at the moment because this is very much a small mini comic but yeah, I think I kind of think he knows what he's doing here, and I'll be interested to see what it is. So that's my mum is dead by David T. Dunlop. There you go. There are the three. There you go. Three nice. mini points. Nice, nice. Nice one. Loads of comics for you to check out, get excited about, and read this week. And we hope you enjoyed our little trip into the world of small press. And uh, obviously, they were all just our opinions and what we've yeah. thought over the past few years. And surely, yeah. surely you have your own opinions, whether it be the the personal or you're, you're just getting into it. But please do let us know and keep the conversation going. Mm. What you think? And uh, there's several different ways you can do that. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on social media at the Awesome Pod, where we'll be posting up links for the shows, retweeting just comics positive stuff, and just trying to share the love of comics and what you should be checking out yeah. Um, yeah. also the Slack channel has been men mentioned a couple of times but seriously there's a wonderful community of people and be you creators readers listeners whoever you are if you want to get in touch and get involved in that just get in, just let us know and we'll send you all the links etc to get involved because it's a very comics positive chat and uh, yeah. you know, and even if there is sort of like discussion, like debates and discussions, they're always well thought out and very considered. Considered, yes. Yeah, yeah. and you, you're not going to 
get your head bitten off if you say no. sink. No. No, not at all. Yeah. No, no, no. Safe space. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> An actual safe space. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so definitely join us there. There's also and thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe, leave a review, helps get the word out about the show. And these damned algorithms we were talking about, we're trying to beat them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long day. And I think the algorithm gods seem to have smiled on us recently, haven't they? Because we have gone up, up by about yeah, 200 yeah. listeners. And if you are a new week. listener, thank you yeah. very, very, very much. We are going to continue to entertain you and hopefully recommend you some new comics to check out like we did this week. Uh, if you listen to us on any other networks such as Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? I think we're on the Pod Network. That I don't really think this needs any kind of discussion, but we're on Pod. Oh, Marvel, what have you done? <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> um but never mind those big publishers small press and indie that's where it's at and that's what we're yeah. talking about and uh certainly you can find uh more of our stuff online etc but where do you find it well tony where do you go uh never on anything.com there you go there you go dan you can find me on twitter at vanguard comic and you can be vanguard at vanguardcomic.com death destruction it yeah, is here it's yeah, crumbs. As, uh, <laughs> bum crumbs. There won't be that. <laughs> um, but what there will be is a, a very good comic because I'm down to yeah. smashing it. Thanks, man. Um, you deserve that break when you finished it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. yeah got Although I will be going, up. what's next, Dan? Come on, yeah, Dan. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I've already got stuff lined up. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And uh, thank you very much for listening folks join us back next week for more goodness and uh, now we've got a, we've got a party to plan now that we've, uh, yeah. we've yeah 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 figured out how old we are eight years old eight years old eight years old of listening to youtube waffle on and on and on <laughs> what the and fuck have we talked about we need some, we need to work out how many hours that translates into Dude, as well, uh, yeah how many hours Hello. How how long it would take you to listen to it all in one go? But, but not just that. Like, how many hours did I spend editing it afterwards? And just think about all the things I could have done with my life. That's all the, the time we spent, like finding books, finding writing down books, notes. Reading, books. you know. Just think, what could we have been doing? Nothing, Nothing better more than fun. this. Yeah. <laughs> so join us. That wasn't even that's rehearsed. Impossible. That wasn't even. That's impossible. Yeah. We fucking love it, and we will be back next week for more of it. It's impossible that we rehearse. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, no we're all going to join each other in a nice ice cold bath right now. And uh, while we're doing it's that, it's meant to be good for you, isn't it? Doing that ice, yeah, uh, that yeah. cold thing in the morning, isn't it? It's yeah. meant to be good for you. So while reading. we're splashing around, getting water in each other's faces, where's the soap? We will uh, just water. Just <laughs> we will and Sal- it's going, salty water, and it's going to be one hell of a sexy time. But while we're doing that, have a brilliant week, everyone. <laughs> Read loads of comics, make loads of comics. Remember, someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny's going to wear something. <laughs> Pervert. Briefly. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> anyway, what should the listeners do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See you next week. Whose knickers are these? Mine. Oh. See you there. Bye. Bye.